Hey, Power Gang, I regret to inform you that the podcast, The Power in You, as well as the episode, has been taken over officially by James Cummings and the Death Metal Disco Podcast. So, yeah, we have him on now, and him and I are just discussing life experiences, movies, music, entertainment, and Kind of how we look at things from a social level and all around just having a good time with a sprinkle of shenanigans and strange humor along with some interesting uh, intelligent takes. So this podcast, of course, is much longer than usual uh, because it was a Sunday, a fun day, of course. So we were just casually relaxing in the power cave at the power table, uh, just breaking bread and having a good time. So this will take around two and a half hours. So be sure to enjoy it. As a result of the outbreak, your city or entire region may be endangered by a lethal agent. If conditions at your location make this a possibility, you need to consider staying in place until the threat has subsided or blown over. The following steps will ensure that your home will serve as a biological or chemical safe haven. Select an inner room on an upstairs floor with the least number of windows and doors. Choose a large room with access to a bathroom and a telephone. Avoid using rooms with window air conditioners, as these are more difficult to seal. Again, remain calm and wait for further instructions from authorities. Hey, what's going on, guys? So, I am here with uh, James Cummings, the angelic Darth Vader metal thrasher voiceover extraordinaire. Uh, he's from the Death Metal Disco podcast. So he's in the powerhouse today. What's going on, my brother? I'm glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, it, it took us, uh, well, it took me nine years to, to get the technical software and hardware side of this crap done. So Nine years is pretty average. That's standard. <laughs> it's, it's longer than, the, what, nine lives, cat cat lives or whatever yeah, it is? Yeah, and didn't die at all <laughs> once, so that's good. Yeah, yeah I didn't die, so... <laughs> this, this time. This time. <laughs> this time. So yeah, since since James is here, he he decided to uh, to do a, a coup d'état. If that's a that's a, that's the right French word of of takeover. So we we are now known as the the metal in you podcast, <laughs> and um, that might be a violent uh, interruption of sorts, but it'll definitely be fun. It'll it'll definitely be fun. You'll you'll thank us at the end of that at the end of this. Um, so. Yeah, unfortunately, you're missing one voice, and that's that's Sunny Bunny, the Pink Ninja. So she's under the weather; she just got a little cold. Uh, so she'll be on here next time. And, and it's like, like I said, it's like Superman and Lois Lane. It's like we can't get them both in the same room at the same time. So I'm wondering if there's like a body snatcher thing going on there. That would be awfully weird, but I don't know. Maybe I'm secretly a small Asian lady. <laughs> it's been, been my dream for years. So. so, I mean, so, you know, originally this was going to be like power meets rock meets metal meets ninjas. So that would sound either like a bad little pony X, you know, uh, episode or maybe a care bears gone wild or Jim and the holograms or, Maybe even like, uh, let's see, you know, Mortal Kombat. That, that's kind of what it sounds like if you had all the amalgamation of that together. Uh, <laughs> baby metal? Have you heard of baby metal? There is a such thing as baby metal. It's Japanese, and it's uh, kind of like death metal, power metal, but with um, Japanese girls singing. 
and it's a trip. Like musically, it's crazy good. The vocally, it's uh, it's interesting. You should Google baby metal. It's so, a band. So it's that's band. Like, like that's like Ghost in a Shell anime meets. Like, it really is. Yeah, it's uh, um, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I'm impressed by it, but it's uh, um, it's these you know cute. You Japanese girls singing for these very talented metal musicians. The music is very technical, very metal, and these girls are you know, they're singing Japanese. Uh, it's I can't describe it. You gotta. You so know. so is that so? What would you consider that a, a subgenre, or what would you? Consider it's that? I mean the the name of the band is Baby Metal. Okay, um, but yeah, they, I'm sure there's other bands that do it. I haven't bothered to go down that YouTube rabbit hole because I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's entertaining, and they. <laughs> Live, all, all, all I've ever seen is their live stuff, and they have videos, music videos. Seriously, so I've seen a couple of those. Yeah, and it's actually pretty good. Like, is it uh, is it anime it, or is it no? It's real, live? real oh. live, real live concerts. What? And yeah, and it's the guys playing guitars and stuff, or headbanging their asses off, and the girls are headbanging, but they're dressed in like, you know, like uh, uh, Sailor Moon, oh, shit, yeah, like yeah, anime yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, Sailor Moon. It's uh, Jim the holograms. It's. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so, so they, so they even. Go, There's probably a little bit of that. I have not listened enough to, <laughs> to find out, but it's a, it's a weird mix. It's a weird mix. Yeah. So uh, today, since we don't have a uh, Sunny Bunny, the Pink Ninja Man, um, what I enjoyed about uh, uh, James's podcast, which is uh, the Death Metal Disco podcast, is that he has intelligent randomness going on. Uh, <clears throat> so we're going to be super random, super, super random today. Uh, we're going to hit you with likes and alms and a lot of clearing of our throats because we're guys and we have deep baritone voices that tend to ex- expire in the middle of our sentences. So if you don't like it, get over it. It's just what us guys like to do. So we're going to sit back. We're going to kick back. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about entertainment. We're going to peer into the keyhole of James's life and, and see what he's got going on between himself and and Loki, and that's his cat, which his cat is pretty freaking awesome. Um, and he actually used to be uh, my wife's work husband. You got to understand, this guy's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, he looks like a bouncer that you definitely don't want to cross, even on a good day. But he's he's super cool. So um, welcome to the power table, man. What's going on, man? I'm here at the power table. I'm just <laughs> chilling. I'm glad to be here. Like I really am. Uh, normally on Sundays we have band practice, but we moved yeah, it to yeah. yesterday and ended up having to cancel yesterday because uh, I got family stuff today after this. But uh, yeah, so just Sunday. All right, Sunday so, fun day as it is. Yeah, as they always say, as they coin them, like yeah, hard to have a Sunday fun day during yeah, yeah, whatever this. I mean, yeah, because what the like the last two but, days we had like fifties, sixties weather, and then it snowed like a bitch last night. Yeah, which. <laughs> Which I, Are we I love it. On this? I don't know. Oh no, you're you're good. We're grown folks. Um, but the trip, dude, was which if if let's let's introduce you to the bipolar weather isms, if I can say, of Colorado. Okay, at least of being in the Denver, uh, Aurora, Arapahoe County freaking bipolar area. So what I love is because I don't know about you, but I don't really think there should be. A degree to be a meteorologist. <laughs> no, uh, because you get paid to just be unpredictable. Yeah, here you'll sure. never get sued. Sure, I, if I was going to be a meteorologist, I'd like to be one in Hawaii. And I remember going to Hawaii <laughs> on vacation, I, and we watched the news in the morning and the weather every day. It was October or September. I think it was October, 
and every day the weather was like, it's 77 degrees all day with a chance of rain and clouds, and the rain was like, it's like if somebody had a little spray bottle and just kind of sprayed it up in the air a couple times. And oh, like misty, like oh, like misty <laughs> when you go to like the amusement parks oh, yeah. or Disney, and yeah. if you're like, oh, I'm hot and sweaty, like, oh, get under no, the mister. A... <laughs> oh, it's raining. Okay. Oh, cute. And wow. it was every single day. I'm like, oh, that guy's got the easiest damn job in the world. Now, because you know, <laughs> that would be me. Uh, so, yeah, Colorado weather. Yeah, we get some snow, maybe one to eight inches. Could be rain, could be wind, it could be 60 degrees, could be 30. Right. Back to you, Jim. Right. <laughs> or it's, you know, May, June, hey, it might be a tornado, it might just be fine. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> uh, you might have a windstorm, knock some of the shingles off your house, or you might get hail. Right. And the uh, hail will be the size of so, small animals. No, so how about you just bring an umbrella, <clears throat> an astronaut suit, oh, and yeah. a pair of boots, and you'll be fine. Yeah, like even last night, I didn't. I went out to uh, my friend Madeline's birthday party, uh-huh. and uh, you know, I read the weather and was like, oh, it's 50-something degrees when I'm leaving the house at 3 o'clock, 3.30 in the afternoon. And it said, chances of snow showers. And I was like, oh, I didn't think anything of it. It's like, you know, it's nice and warm. It'll be kind of a light flurries or whatever. And I walk out after the party at oh, 8 yeah. o'clock, and it's crazy. Like, I'm sliding in their driveway, just walking to their driveway. I didn't wear boots or nothing. I'm like, well, this is awful. But it was super, super wet and heavy, which is springtime snow weather. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this, it, is, it, it's, this is awful. And it stopped yeah. at midnight. Like, I looked outside my window last night done. at midnight, and it's done. I could see stars. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, it's it's bipolar because I, I think well, my wife and I we went out with a, a couple of our best friends, so we we had we had a couple date because it was my wife's date date of birth because actually hers is hers February twentieth and I'm February nineteenth. So if you're a married guy, I, that's the reason why I picked her because I'll never forget her date of birth because it's like right behind mine. Anyway, um, and we went is a problem. To, yeah, right. And we went to uh, Park Meadows Mall. Uh, went to the Cheesecake Factory nice. there. And, and guess the, the wait time. Uh, I'm going to say an hour and a half. Oh, yeah, it goes two hours. Holy crap. Two hours. So if we went to a standalone restaurant, oh, that would have been, no, we would nix that. Like, no, that's not, and he couldn't, my friend couldn't reserve or anything like that. So the, the saving grace of that is we got to walk around the mall because the mall was open or whatever because we, we, I've been wondering if yeah. the mall's open. I yeah. The mall's open. I mean, you just see people with masks on and sure. all kinds of yeah. stuff like that. But the malls are open or whatever. But here's the, the oxymoronic part about it. And you have to understand, our best friends, they're, they're husband and wife. So one's an Arapahoe County Sheriff and the other one's a Commerce City, Commerce City uh, police officer. So, you know, I, I look at Lisa and she looks at me and I said, you know, not from nothing. Maybe this is just kind of me being, you know, devil's advocate and slightly having some common sense and just being an ass about it, but because we were walking by the Amazon store and the guy was there saying, hey, we're packed, we can't let so many people in, or we're up to capacity, so just come back later. So I turned to Lisa, I'm like, not from nothing, but we're in a mall and there are people in the mall, the hallways Don't try to of, use logic the, for any the, of this. The, the, the mall. And there's a crowd of people in front of your store to go in. I'll wait. I'm just saying. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not against wearing, you know, protecting yourself or wearing a mask or anything like that. 
But what at this point I'm like, who the hell cares? The yeah. capacity of the mall as to the capacity of your store. Now, now to connect that, there's nobody at the door to the mall saying, the hell, "Yeah, hey, uh, hey, you know, we're we're at capacity right now. Yeah. You have to no, have happen. to wait." I would like to be the guy that does that, though. Be <laughs> oh, man, just to see the faces. <laughs> just Sorry. to be facetious. Sorry. No food core, motherfucker. Hey, uh, yeah, hey, uh, your baby is, is yeah, it's over. It's over capacity. You can't, you can't bring your small Mom, baby you can in. come in. Yeah. That kid's right. got to stay right there. That kid's got to stay right there in the cold in the while stroller. it snows. In the stroller. <laughs> You're like, seriously? What the oh, hell? Man. Like, it, it, it doesn't make sense. And then, so, to connect our fact to the restaurant, because I asked our friend Mike, he said, hey, couldn't we reserve? He's like, no, they wouldn't let us do any reservations. So, wait, so, help me understand the logic. So, we get there, and you tell us it's a two-hour wait. And then we're looking in the restaurant, and the restaurant's, like, less than, like, it looked like Thanos, like, decimated that place. (laughs) Oh, snap, you didn't know? Like, like, the snap, like... That actually There's a large assumption everybody yeah. knows from Thanos. Yeah, well, I, I hope you do. If not, just Google MCU and, and don't don't know. Who you're yeah, 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 yeah. You're kind of we're gonna go all over the place on this podcast. So it's for our Uber nerds or whatever the case may be. We're gonna have a good time. Um, but yeah, and we're walking past the restaurant. and We're like, this doesn't justify two hours of waiting for what? You can't reserve. Then my thing is, I'm like, okay, maybe it's a capitalistic, like, profitability-like issue. Like, they want to get bodies in the restaurant. Maybe, yeah. But I'm like, well, damn, then why the hell are you making us wait That's super weird. Two hours. Like, when I was in Vegas in December for work, um, you couldn't go into the restaurants without a reservation. Like, like, you technically had to have one, but you could get one by walking up. And they're like, do you have a reservation? You say, no, I don't. They're like... What's your name? He's like, I'm James. I said, congratulations, you have a reservation. <laughs> Come on, take care. Yeah, you know, it's 15 minutes or whatever. But did they um, did they take your number and say they will call if, you if, or whatever? If yeah. there was a wait, but oh, okay, I mean, gotcha. I mean, we went to lunch uh, downtown because we were working uh, just you know five minutes from downtown, Fremont Street, and some of the stuff that was down there. So we go <laughs> we go there for lunch and walk up, and there'd be zero people. And you know, you have a reservation. There's one guy sitting at the bar. Like, oh no, we don't. And they're like, okay, what, what's your name? He's like, oh, it's James. They're like, and how many? And two, and she writes it down, and they literally write it down right, on right, the wall. Right. And they're like, okay, come on in. Yeah, that, that was the craziest thing, which is it's kind of cool, but I think it's this whole thing <clears throat> with protecting themselves and the community oh, yeah. and everything. It's, I get it, I get it to a point, but I think it's just kind of like they're just stumbling over their feet. They're like, okay, so the worst thing we can do is just overkill it so that yep. way we can stay open or whatever. That's, and that's the whole we thing. Try, is everybody's yeah. just trying to stay open. And I I get it. I don't fault anybody. But it's funny to me. Like, we talk about the capacity limits. Right. And, you know, grocery stores don't have the capacity limits anymore. Nobody's monitoring. There's no right. waiting lines outside the stores. No. The mall clearly doesn't have a no. capacity <laughs> limit. Nobody monitoring that. But the stores inside still do. And that's... And I think because I think that falls on the store individually as a company because mm-hmm. you'll have that asshole that'll say, well, they weren't adhering to the to the yep. COVID guidelines. They didn't have, you know, signage up or they let like they let like six and it was supposed to be capacity of oh, five. Yeah. I'm going to oh, yeah. sue them. It's- I mean, because you remember years ago, which is unrelated, but just how petty people are. Uh, you remember the one lady that she got burned with the coffee the McDonald's, from McDonald's yeah. or whatever, and that's how you know you know the labels on every coffee. Granted, you know, I mean, 
I read up a little bit further on that, and that landed in her uh, lady bits and scolded her lady bits. So, I mean, it was exceedingly hot, but, I mean, it's still hot coffee. Like, yeah, but... It, <laughs> have you never well, had hot coffee well, before? Well, in that case, I mean, us being us being gentlemen, and you get things on your on your, on your your man... Yeah, I, I would probably... I, yeah. I, I don't know that I would sue. I would, I would make... You would you, say every freaking profanity that was ever known the man. I would certainly ask for a little help with the medical bill, maybe. <laughs> a little help. Um, just say, hey, just FYI, your coffee burned my member off. Right, right. But, uh... Yeah, I read. I mean, I I read that that shit literally scalded her bits, and uh, you, you can come back as a uh, as as Bobbit, man. You oh had like God. a freaking baby arm replacement. Funny story. <laughs> one, of, one of the ladies I work with now, um, the company I work with, we do public safety technology software, right. and we all used to be former dispatchers. And gotcha. one of the women I work with, she started right after I did, uh, a little over four years ago now. Um, she's in Virginia. And she was actually the call taker who took the call about the Lorraine Bobbitt situation. Small yeah, world. She, yeah, it was. I've, I've taken some pretty cool calls, but that call trumps everything I've ever done. Right, that's where you have to like, just put it on mute and be like, what the hell is yeah, going on? It's, it's hey, funny. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, Look it up. This stuff is gold right now. So far, I haven't heard anybody talk about any calls that are more. Uh, Famous than that one. I don't the think people so, that, at least the people I work with. Right, right, uh, right. In your in your general, that one's a pretty well known one. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. When that's she told crazy. me that, I was like, "Are you, are you serious?" She's like, "Oh yeah, it was it was crazy." I was like, <laughs> that was one of those that you just kind of. I mean, because I had my 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 brief stint of, of dispatching, and you hear you hear things. Oh, right. and I forgot about. That. Yeah, and you and you've learned to condition yourself to be like, okay, anything at any time could like be heard. So you gotta just take it on cue and just, just remain calm and yeah. just talk yourself through it, laugh or cry later. It's uh, <laughs> it's like even now, um yeah, I mentioned on one of my episodes talking about playing Xbox and <laughs> especially over the last year with everything being closed, you know, that's really the only way I socialize yeah. the majority of time now. And, you know, you talk to people. I've never really used to talk on Xbox before, but now I talk all the time. And I play with people regularly. And some of the people, you know, they'll hear a group of people talking and there'll be a new person come in and yeah. they want to chime in and try and shock everybody yeah. with their off-the-cuff remarks right, right, right. or whatever. <laughs> I'm pretty quick-witted to begin with. And I also, nothing shocks me anymore. Right, right. Uh, it's like, especially after the dispatch job, I mean, no Yeah, your, 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 your decree of callousness is it's, just, oh God. yeah, it's, it's just super thick. Everything just rolls off. Yeah, like, it's like bank ball thick. You're just like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, I didn't know, dude. I didn't know you, you were you're an Xbox gamer, bro. I'm. I, We've I, played. We used to play Halo every now and then back in the oh, day. Oh, back in the day. That's right. Yo, yeah, and that's way, way, yeah. ooh, dude, that, that was, this is 21. That was early, maybe 10 or 12. Well, well, somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, um, because I got here that, in 08. Yeah, yeah, I got here in 08. I was living Because you were still working. Range. Yeah, you were still working with my wife, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I've only been gone from there since uh, I left at the end of 2016. So. That's right. So, yeah, so, yeah, because we used to play. Uh, but now, dude, man, I... Man, I'm big on Rainbow Six and uh, well, Titanfall Two is kind of old, but I, I, I haven't played Rainbow it. Six in a long time. That's my jam, <laughs> man. I got Rainbow Six and I got a uh, Ghost. I haven't broken out. The only thing I, 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 I don't know if those are strategic games that you play as far as RPGs concerned. The only thing I don't like is just the grind of getting. <laughs> 
like your your character situated. Up, yeah. That's where it's just like, dude. But now I'm like at like Prestige 70 with like Rainbow Six. Nice. And then I kind of lose like muscle memory in regards to playing other Everything games. else. So I went back to play like TF2 and I was just like, this is bullcrap. It's going too fast. I got to Because it's just parkour. Yeah. Like it's super dope game. It's parkour, but the the company is getting screwed by Microsoft because Microsoft yeah. is pushing their own means they want them to finish up Star Wars and all this kind of stuff. So that's why they dropped uh, this, this kind of bastardized middle finger game uh, that was free and downloadable called Apex Legends. Oh yeah, I got a lot of friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't like it because of the grab all kind of. You kind of mm. drop in like TF2 and everything. It has like, the same premise. But I, I just don't like where you have to kind of scrounge, grab weapons. Over. Yeah, uh, I, I, I didn't, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that. Never played either of those. Um, I have dabbled in Fortnite just because it was free. Yeah, just to see and, what it was about. Uh, uh, apparently, I suck a lot. At Fortnite. <laughs> but I've been doing it on the PC. Oh, uh, so it's Because I built a PC back in June uh-huh. just because I was supposed to go to Japan last year and that didn't happen. And I was like, you know what? I was up. Uh, we had a go live. Uh, but when we do a system go live, it's usually at like two o'clock in the morning because that's when it's slow for dispatch centers. Right, right. And so I was awake and nothing was happening. So I was like, like eh. this is stupid. So I started going down the YouTube rabbit hole and the thing was popping was uh, a headline for a video and it was a $10,000 PC build. I was like, what the hell is in a $10,000 PC? And so I started watching this and the guy's building this $10,000 computer. It was like a series of five videos and I was like, that's insane. So then I started watching more of these videos. This dude whose channel is uh, Paul's Hardware. So if you're into building PCs or really anything techie, Paul's Hardware. Uh, he builds crazy shit. He's super technical, um, but he's he's also funny. He's like a uh, funny nerd. Um, <laughs> but he used to work for uh, Newegg. And uh, so he start, he builds these PCs. He'll put together like low, low cost builds. Not really low cost, but like right. low range, price range, uh, right, right. mid, and then, <clears throat> and then high super high performance PCs and whatever. And so this $10,000 PC was actually two computers in one. One was the actual computer and another was, uh, it's called a NAS, which is a network area storage or something like that. It's a storage computer, but it's two computers in one giant case, right? So what the hell was it made out of? Like plutonium, vibranium, platinum or something? It might as well have been. Um, (laughs) It looked really cool. It probably weighed a couple hundred pounds. Um, But it was, uh, I went down that hole. So then I started watching all these other videos of PC building. I'm like, I'm going to, I don't hardly ever play video games. Right. Like I, I play Xbox and I'll play Call of Duty, Modern Warfare Remastered. Yeah. And that's mostly what I play. Occasionally I'll dabble in something else, but it's pretty rare. And uh, yeah, I was like, I'm going to build a PC. And I built the PC, but now I don't have a video card yet. You can't right. fucking find one to save your life anywhere right now. Wow. Uh, All right. Well, because of the pandemic, everybody's oh, at home. Yeah, so yeah, everybody's yeah. starting so to build PCs. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the... It's the uh, uh, what the hell is the Bitcoin and stuff? It's uh, oh, okay. the mining for all of those is graphics card. I keep hitting the table. Oh, you're good. It's graphics card. Uh, it, they use graphics card to mine for Bitcoin and Ethereum okay. and uh, all these other uh, digital coins and all this stuff. They use these yeah. graphic cards. So they're buying them all up. And I'm like, I can't find a good one, one that I want mm-hmm. um, at all for less than triple the price. And I'm not going to pay that much. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, screw I mean, I don't need one. I went with an Intel chip build, so you don't necessarily need a graphics card with an yeah. Intel. But I can't play the good games without a graphics right, card. Right, right. Gotcha. So eventually, I'd like to get one so I can play Flight Simulator. You don't want to play Flight Simulator, but you use it. And I want to. Even though I fly for work all the time, but, you know, it'd be cool to do. I just like that 
oh, I've always liked flight simulator stuff. So, but yeah, I went down that PC rabbit hole and occasionally I'll play. So I, my, one of my ex-girlfriends, she started a stream on Twitch uh, a couple years ago and she plays Fortnite almost exclusively. Like religiously. Uh, yeah. She, and you know, she's, um, she got a degree in, uh, what's the child psychology and okay. she was talking to me about it when she first started the stream and she was doing it as like a online bullying to bring attention to online bullying and gotcha kinda, right right i've watched her stream a couple times it didn't really have anything to do with online bullying from what right, i could tell right. but um it was fortnite so i was like i'm gonna check out fortnite because it looked like they were having a good time and i didn't really care for the graphics but i was like i'll check it in i just got fucking <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yeah, yeah i don't okay, know what I'm, I'm doing i don't know what's going on so it's I like uh yeah haven't played it since but you know maybe one yeah day i was, I was thinking about it. dabbling into it but I, I don't know when you you know, when you get older, it's kind of like, man, I just get a creature habit. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I yeah. sit down, I turn on Modern Warfare Remastered, like, I know my guns. I don't even like the prestige because then you lose all your Yeah, classes. I heard that. You yeah, you just got to build back, back up. up. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did it once, and I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's traumatic. It's like, you know, <laughs> like you said, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you're like that old man, get off my lawn. It's like, hey, I, I got I got stuff situated. I got it the way I want it. Oh, it really uh, is. I don't, really yeah, don't, don't want to. No, no. People, people, humans are creatures of habit yeah. for sure. And, and it's just like, uh, like, do it. It's like, do I really? No, I don't want to do that. It's it's bad. And then when you get like knee deep in a game and you finally get where, you know, you kind of master it. Because like I said, I was Rainbow Six. I was like you the first time. And I was just getting just destroyed. Oh, yeah. Like when that first came out on the 360, I bought it because my buddy Jamie, he, <laughs> he's a big fan of it. And. He wanted to play it all the time, and just it, the feel of it was so different from, yeah. you know, we started on Ghost Recon on the first uh, the first yeah. Xbox, and I loved the original Ghost right, Recon, right. and the feel from Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon and the Call of Duties, I was like, totally different. Just, They're all different. Slower vibe, yeah. and it just mechanics were a little different, and that's hard to adjust to. And yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah. the reason I don't play it. Plus, I gave it away to my buddy Derek. He was a, he got a used uh, 360, and I had like. Yeah. 10 games that I never play anymore, uh, so I just gave it to him. So. Yeah, no, now... I think I gave him my Xbox 360, too. So that's <laughs> like, where he got yeah, the 360. <laughs> yeah, now, I, I, I enjoy it, man. Like I said, the first the first month or so, I was just, just getting my ass handed to me, and I was just like... And I, and I you know, was back when we were playing whatever, my wife used to play, man, we had a clan. That was oh, a yeah. big thing. You had a clan. You had a bunch of people you play with with Halo and all this. <laughs> I mean, it was bad, man. We would get people to rage quit and everything. I mean, yeah, our I team that. was just it just destroying people. It was bad. Yeah, I joined up with you guys a few times. Yeah. It was good times. I, I yeah. was never a huge Halo fan. Um, I, I liked it, but it was not something. It wasn't yeah, like yeah, yeah. my sister and her uh, boyfriend at the time, they would play it religiously, too. Yeah, I mean. And that's what got me into it. And then yeah, she actually got me into Call of Duty as well. Because that's when I, first, when I first moved here, so I was just kind of getting my... My feet under me as far as just getting, you know, getting a job and all that kind of stuff. And um, and then D, she was working third shift. So, you know, we would just, like, load up on snacks and oh, everything yeah. and just sit all-nighters. Like, we can't do that anymore. When you're old, your body it's just rough. shuts down. It's rough. <laughs> like, after 10 or 11, your body just says no, no more. Man, we used to stay up, like, freaking a whole, like, 24-hour period just through the night just and then we it would be like the sun would come up and we're just like ah screw it let's keep playing like, we're just like let's keep playing we play like 12 because the trippy thing is at night you know on you know on in the u.s continent here you know you got all the all the night players then after a while it kind of lulls out 
But then on the other side of the world, then your friends on the other side of the world, they're coming on. And then we're like, yeah, we're about to get off. And you're like, no, come on, man. Let's play another game. We're like, all right, cool. Then it's like 20 games later. That's how it was last night. I was playing. uh, I got on kind of early last night. I didn't plan on it, but I forgot to go to the grocery store in the middle of the snowstorm. And uh, I was playing, playing, playing. And it was like. 1.30 1.30 in the morning, and I was like, I got, I was playing with, I got a friend who lives uh, in, uh, outside of Ottawa, Canada, okay. and she's the furthest east that we were playing with, and then one of the other guys who's on my friend's list, he lives in Scotland, and he signs on, so he's playing, and he's really good, and he's cool, he talks, which is good, and, you know, I'm like, oh, I got a couple more, and he's like, oh, come on, you know you want yeah, to, yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at my watch, he's like, it's 1.30, uh... Uh, well, so I ended up staying just up till two, but like the night before, I was up almost until four. And I'm like, God damn, I can't do that. Dude. <laughs> it's killing yeah, me, dude, bro, man. Like, if I stay up like past, like, there's a sweet spot where the the stupidity of like the the stupor of sleep kicks in against logic. Oh yeah, and and oh, yeah. and 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 you and you see the time. And I don't know if you've ever been in that lull of like having this like convincing argument with yourself where you're like. But it's really actually morning. It's not night anymore, <laughs> technically. And your body's like, dude, <clears throat> take your ass to bed. Like, oh, yeah. We're falling. Like, all right, I'm just going to push. The- so, man, it was crazy, man. We used to have Red Bull. We used to have coffee. Oh, yeah. Like, all this kind of stuff. But, dude, that was like, south of my 40s, bro. Like, after 40, it's my body's like, dude, it's like Mike Tyson. Like, you're, you're just going to get knocked the hell out, dude. Yeah. Like, I was trying to watch... Uh, Hey, Power Gang, we hope that you're enjoying our podcast so far. Now, listen up. We want you to be involved with our future episodes, so send us ideas, suggestions, or topics you'd like us to talk about. Nothing is off limits. We enjoy discussing anything that lands on our power table. Now, we will respect your privacy, so contact us at tpowerinyou at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at the Power in you Podcast and let us know if you want a shout-out. So go ahead and take advantage of this opportunity. After all, we're sharing the power with you. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. Bear Grylls uh, on Netflix. He's got this uh, kind of like the this situational. Yeah, yeah, he's got this situational thing. It's pretty cool. But dude, I was just in and out of it. So, <laughs> so they have where you have to make these choices. And he's like, all right, so here's a here's a lion coming. So the lion's coming after me. There's a, there's a truck. I can go under. I can climb this tree. I can steal the tree or go under the truck. I want you to make the decision because the lion is coming right now. And I'm like. 
And then next thing you know, I wake up and he's like, all right, there's a baboon. We got to save the baboon. Should I save the baboon or should I restore power to the reserve? Which one should I do? Restore power to the reserve or save the baboon? That's that baboon, man. And then I was like, (laughs) then I wake up again. Okay, all right. It's the lion. And it's like after a while, like when you're in this crazy, like in and out of sleep and just consciousness and everything like that. I just felt like he was getting pissed off at me. All right, crikey, answer me. Either you're going to save the lion, save me, or save the baboon or restore power. Pick something. I'm dying here. I just want to die, man. It's fine. It's fine. I just get up and just just turn it off and just go to bed or whatever. I'm tired of you. Yeah, yeah, it's like. My wife laughs at me. She's like, you're like a petulant child. You know, like, you're old. You can't do it anymore. Five stop more minutes. Trying. Five right. more She's like, just stop trying to do it. Like, how many movies have you fell asleep oh, on? Man. Stop trying That's to do it. That's the worst. Like, I'll, I'll do that from time to time. I'm usually pretty good about, like, all right, it's time to go to bed. Like, <laughs> I, I'm going to go to bed. It's rare that I'll start a movie and then in the middle of it, I'll just be, like, falling asleep. It's, it's pretty rare, but it still happens. I mean. Oh, my wife hates it. Like, I don't know what it is. I think it's, like subconsciously being married for song oh yeah and then like we'll set up a movie or whatever she wants to watch and everything I'm like yeah I'm dialed in you, you get you know your popcorn all this kind of stuff or whatever and then like 15 minutes in I'm like, <laughs> she's like punching me like Richie damn it come on I'm like yeah yeah it's too, oh, yeah I'm on it I know what's going on yeah, yeah. you said you wanted to yeah, watch yeah this. that's what she's you this was your wanted. choice right right <laughs> And then, uh, you know, I'll be lulled. She's like, ah, forget it. I just let you sleep or whatever. And then when it's my movie, I'm freaking dialed in. I'm from, like, the beginning credits to the end credits. What kind of movie (laughs) is she wanting to watch versus what you're wanting to watch? Exactly. It's the the engagement part of it. Notebook versus (laughs) Lone Survivor. (laughs) Yeah, so it's just like. Dude, Which, what, if you've never gonna... seen Lone Survivor, is yeah. insane. Yeah so, yeah, so it's just like, uh, okay. All right, and like you said, I'll have the movie where, oh, man, I'm dialed in at this movie, so I'll see, like, I'll sit there and I'll be awake for, like, the first 30 minutes. But the worst part about it is I don't really care about me falling asleep because I, I can watch it again. Right. So whatever. But the worst part of it is, is that you become your own, like, spoiler because you'll oh, wake man. up at the last, like, 15 ah. minutes of the film. And before you realize... That you're at like the climax of the film. No, yep, no, I got. No, no, How did we get here? Right, right, right. <laughs> How did we end up here? It's like my life just like fast forwarded like Marty McFly, and oh, I got yeah, to. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I just ruined it for. I, I just, you know what? Whatever. I'm that's, just uh, going to bed. That's Forget my it. thing. I'll occasionally like when I do fall asleep, it's the exact same thing. I'll be kind of asleep, but I'll be listening, but not right, right. You know, super intently. Right. And then I'll wake up and I'm like. <sighs> Shit, I'm gonna have to watch this tomorrow. Right, right. <laughs> try right. again when I'm, try, when I'm yeah. conscious. Uh, I hate that. But I do like there are certain series on Netflix and Disney or whatever. I like it because now you're like, okay, well, there are a lot of, to me, in a lot of series, especially like action adventure or whatever, there are a lot of filler episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like if you fall asleep on a filler episode, if you're if you've been keeping up since since the first one, hell yeah, it's a filler. I kind of figured out because usually when they start the next episode, they give you that little thirty seconds to like a minute recap, stinger yeah. and recap, and you're like, thank you for saving an hour of my life because you just truncated it into this like sixty seconds. Let's do this. You know what I mean? Hopefully, hopefully. 
you know. And then after a while, I don't know about anyone else, but it's just like I was I was watching this one uh, series called Money Heist. It is awesome. You should I've watch it. I've heard good things about it. Watch it, bro. It is it freaking out. awesome. It didn't you look good it. to me. But yeah, I'll, dude. I've I, heard good I slept on that. I think it was on Netflix. Uh, for like ninety days, and I just kind of, yeah. and I, and I kind of just, it, I, and dude, it's a inter- international phenomenon. Yeah. The thing is insane, bro. And I kind of, because you know, you know, because when you're flipping through, you know, the Netflix, you know, you see the little trailers and snip, and like I was like you, I was like, man, this doesn't grab my attention. It's, it almost felt like a little campy. I was like, man, this feels like a wannabe, like maybe an Ocean's Eleven meets meets like. I kind of just hated the name. Yeah, yeah, and I was just kind of like... It's kind of redundant. Yeah, the money heist, I was like, eh, that's kind of got me too. It's like, eh. I mean, if you're, I don't know, if you're like a, a, a film head like I am, it's just to me, like, the aesthetics, the theme, the characters, I just don't watch things to watch them. Right. Unless there's something where it all connects and there's that little tinge of, like, curiosity sure, that sure. gets me. But if I can kind of figure out from start to finish of what that's going to look like. Oh, well, the protagonist is going to end up being the antagonist and no, 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 okay, whatever. I, I got it. But that, it just caught me on a good night. I was like, you know what? What's the worst thing I got? I was like, all right, I'll watch the first episode. And dude, I was, I was, I was locked in. You know, the language barrier because it has its dubbed over English. What's the, what's the native language? Ah, oh, jeez, I can't, I can't. I want to say, dude, it might be... French. I could be wrong because yeah yeah it's a European vibe but the thing I like about international directors and international movies uh, European Asian or whatever their perspective and how they look at life how they approach situations how they galvanize their characters is totally different hugely hugely and it makes it makes sense and and their characters are layered their characters are very strategically placed just not to give you that aha or whatever and then with them too none of their characters are safe <gasps> yep true very true none of their characters are safe you know they're you're not going to get the typical hero or heroine and they're going to go to the end or whatever and their characters get their ass kicked their characters suffer their characters get victimized yep. uh their characters change sides they change perspectives um it, it's just it, it takes you on this like just don't roller coaster ride of a film or a series, and that's what like money heist encapsulates. Just when you think you know what's happening, you don't. It's just like I will have to add that to my list, then. dude. You and and you ever if you're like me, I know when a movie gets me because mostly I, I watch like movies by myself because I don't know I can just really absorb them because I I'm very eccentric. I've looked for. There are little things that just stand out for me or just annoy the crap out of me. Sure. And I can really absorb the mo- as the series or the <laughs> film or whatever. But, dude, like, it's, you know, if you look at it from just kind of, like, just taking it apart, and you're like, dude, this is, this is really... And it has a, a, a social tone to it. It, like, kind of just resonates with, with the time period and what's going on and everything like that. And you're just like... Damn, this is really good. And, and, you, and you know when you're when you're really into a movie or a series is when you're like talking and you're saying stuff out loud. Oh, yeah. awesome. Holy oh, shit! Did that just oh. happen? Like, what the hell just happened? That's how I feel about. I mean, there's shows that have done that to me. Like, uh, 
House is got to be my favorite TV show, hands down. Uh-huh. And it's because you know I'm kind of a. a I've never seen you as a house type, bro. It, you know, it's it's a it's a bit like I'm a medical nerd. Like I love medical stuff. Uh-huh. I once upon a time considered going to medical school, but I fucking hate school. <laughs> I hate homework, and so I, I like I'll independently study up on stuff. So like I had medical drama at the beginning of last year, and I read up everything I could about it. And you know that was for my own personal knowledge and right, what the right. hell was going on, but. I like that stuff. And so that was kind of cool too, but then just his character and the way they develop all of the characters on the show and yeah. just their interaction and his specific character was awesome. But the storylines and then the way they, so further into the series, so the premise of Houses, he's right. like it in Attic, right? So he starts hallucinating and the way they incorporate the hallucinations and the way those impact him and his interactions with everybody else as he's hallucinating, I would, I would be watching like, oh my God, Love the show. I would say that out loud to my. I'd look at my cat and be like, "Did you see that?" And, you know, she's yeah, a cat. She doesn't care. But doesn't care. Like, and like um, Ozark. Did you watch Ozark? Dude. Uh, oh my. I, I waited on Ozark. Dude. Dude. I was I, like, I oh, was, it's just another Netflix show. Whoa. Netflix shows used to be because of uh, what's his name, Bateman. Yeah. So Bateman kind of threw me because I always felt like he was campy. Like he always a plays the same. Yeah, kind campy, of campy cock. Ozark's dope. Ozark Bruh, is dope. If you gotta watch, oh my. Like, it's, it's like a guilty pleasure. Like, the things and the twisted, like, just, it's just not right. Like, it's it's going to test your morals, your ethics. But what's so dope about the, the, the writing of that is they give you, even though the, the reasoning is twisted and wrong, but you say... I can, I can, I can see why. And you, I so can see why. Here's what, here's what I tell people about Ozark because you know people love Breaking Bad. I liked Breaking Bad. I thought it was I good, uh, but it took it me a while took the to steam, get on board. Like, I don't, yeah, it, and then as I watched the episode, it just kind of yeah, it, eh, I thought it was good, but it wasn't great. Yeah, it had uh, some great episodes, but yeah. it wasn't great to me. I think so. It, I tell people if they like Breaking yeah. Bad, oh, they love will Ozark. love you Ozark. Will love, Ozark's in a whole. Ozark is like if Breaking Bad had. First of all, fantastic cinematography. Cinematography on Ozark is fucking phenomenal. Balls. I mean, if you're gonna film in Lake of the Ozarks, yeah, that's a lot of the good thing. Stuff how, how, Lake of the Ozarks versus Albuquerque? Yeah, <laughs> it's night day. But you think of that, and you think of what's the? Because uh, I really, it's on FX, and I, um, it has uh, Chris Rock in it right now for one of the uh, Fargo. Um, Fargo. It, it almost has that feel, that minimalistic feel, yeah, like that yeah. small town. And that was a thing when I was watching the trailer of Ozark because they were originally in the city and no spoilers or whatever. And this transition to Ozark and what they have to do yeah. in order to literally stay alive. And you're like, there is nothing out. In and I mean, the way they do it, it's just, it's just a time warp. It's like, it's almost like they're back in like I hate to say it, but it's just kind of like this backwoods kind of country. Oh, it's one hundred percent backwoods. Like, and 100%. you're like, good, and he's like, you want me to do this there? He's like, all right, I, I got, I guess I got no choice. I can make this work. And the thing is, like, he starts believing in himself and saying, okay, well, I'm gonna make this work. And he's got a whole family, and then I mean, you, you have to watch it because. It just plays with your morals. It plays with your principles. It plays with your ethics, and and you see the confidence and you see the shell game that he has to play between the feds 
and and the dealers and the new like workers that he has and how he like integrates his family into this Ozark community. It's freaking insane. Bro. And if they if they don't if they so there's three seasons and if they don't come out with a fourth yeah sometime soon I'm gonna cry because that cliffhanger at the end of three. <laughs> Dude, I didn't. I, I you you know you had that tinge. definitely didn't see it coming. <laughs> then you had that tinge, but the way it happened. Oh man! Like because. You know, oh, my man. thing is, if you, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, um, either, you know, the, the, the Joker with Phoenix yeah. or, uh, or uh, No Country of... Uh, no Country for Old Men. Old Men. The reason why the impact of those movies was so sick and so dope and so, like, raw and visceral, because of one element that was missing, the lead up of the orchestra. Yep. Like, there's no orchestrated music. So whatever happens just happens. And that, like you said, in that scene, and that, dude, it wasn't even 30 seconds. Nope. It wasn't even 30 <clears throat> seconds. That scene of quality, like you said, of cinematography and leaving you on the edge and thinking that, oh, you thought everybody was safe. It's all good. Just kidding. Uh-huh. Dude, that, that, I mean, that, not even 30 seconds of how many... And I mean, don't get me wrong. The series, the, 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 that season was worth watching. You oh, had yeah. to watch it. Oh, my God. But that one scene, just... Just... What the hell? Simplified everything. Right, bro! I was like, what just happened? It's like, uh, you've seen The Departed, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It's... Oh, that crushed me. Because, see, to me, I don't know why. <laughs> I've always had this, this affinity man crush with Leonardo DiCaprio. Because I think I mean he's a beautiful man. When 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 yeah, when he came when he came on the scene, like he actually like matured and oh, evolved yeah. Yeah. through film. We've like, seen this him through kid, everything. This kid wasn't like, you know, you know, you've had some kids <laughs> that, you know, they, they came through sitcoms oh, or yeah. whatever. Yep. Like he just came on the scene and earned his way. What like, was through. his first movie? He was young, was he was with Johnny Depp. It was uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was yeah. with Johnny Depp. He was awesome at that. And this dude has gravitas to be oh, yeah. that young. Like he has he has gravitas, bro. And and I liked him in Romeo and Juliet. Like there's not really in in his in his collection, I would say Arsenal, there's not really one movie I could say He's, he's always one good in everything two. I've seen him in. Yeah. Uh, to me, this best, where he was at his best, like, was in um, uh, Catch Me If You Can with, with Tom Hanks. You know, I I Dude, still have never is, seen that movie bro. in its entirety. And I hear it's awesome, and I just never see sat it, down. I've it's caught, so uh, dope. It's I've so seen, dope. like, the last half hour of it. Like, it's, it's, yeah, but it, you'll, you'll, you'll get the general gist, but when you, because it's with William Defoe, yeah. William uh, Defoe, no. right? Uh, no, no. Uh, Tom Hanks. Yes, Tom Hanks, but his dad. Yeah, his dad. Um, but yeah, you get the general <laughs> gist. But what I like about Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, which separates him from other other actors, like he doesn't his movies. I don't know if it's his agent or or, but I feel like he has a control of his destiny as far as like his choices. Oh, I'm sure. And he always seems to find a role that that fits him. Oh, and yeah, what's dope yeah. about him is like. You know, there are certain actors like a Morgan Freeman or Denzel Washington or or uh, or uh, um, Russell Crowe or whatever the case may be. There, there's certain like it's almost like playing poker. There's certain twitches. There's certain tells. There's certain imprints that they they bring themselves oh, to a sure, character. For sure. But with like Leonardo, I was like, man, I can't really. 
Like, Which I is can dope. Do you you just don't really everything. You know, and to me, it's dopest film to date is freaking Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York is dope. With I with do with, with Daniel Day Luke. Daniel Day Lewis is a monster, bro. I really, you know, as as awesome as Daniel Day Lewis is, I would love to see him do like a romantic comedy. Just because. Yeah, because he's just kind of that. <laughs> just because he's a phenomenal actor, dude. He's, just to see him do something. Dude, they said because <laughs> I did the research on on Gangs of New York. They said he was such a method actor. Oh yeah, totally he method. he went to learn how to butcher meat. He like he went to learn how to how to, to speak like oh, yeah. that that with that accent everything <clears throat> like he fully immersed himself when he showed up he was the butcher that like they said when he showed up on scene he was the butcher does not surprise yeah me, same like Phoenix with 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 the Joker same way with uh, Jared Leto which to me is just just ridiculously underrated. Um, you have to see the new film with uh, Denzel Washington. You saw that? Yeah. I liked it a lot. I liked I it. Liked it. I liked are, it. People are fucking hating it. And I, I don't know. Was, I think it was awesome. I think the people that didn't like it didn't really watch it. Like no. I don't. I think they were probably messing around on their phones. Because, because again, it goes back to like what I said. Uh, you have you have a start, you have a middle, you yeah. have a finish. You have that expectation, that predictability. You have a protagonist, antagonist, whatever the case may be. Textbook. They're looking for that textbook. Yep. You know and, what I mean? You know, and it's it, not that. It really it divorces itself from that. But it it does and it, it doesn't. doesn't. And it almost breaks the fourth wall to me, it, it feels it like. It kind of does. And it pokes like, fun like, ha ha, this is what like, you thought. Here it is, sort of. Sort of? It, it, I liked it a lot. And I, I got some friends uh, on social media, like voice actor friends. Yeah, one yeah. of them, who, uh, she lives down in Peyton. And uh, she was posting on it. She posted on her Instagram story that she, she's like, Worst movie ever, do not watch. I was like, uh, what? what? <laughs> I was like, are you sure you watched this movie? I was like, yeah. this is a great movie. Like, It left me questioning, is it, is it what it is? Like, yeah, is, is yeah. What I, I mean, it it's one of those movies, have you ever watched one of those movies where you just can't even, you can't give, you can't talk about it. Yeah, you can't. It's, it's, you it's, it's a must watch. And, it's and that's not a bad thing. I think I think a lot of people, because it's a Denzel movie, I think yeah. people, especially coming from Equalizer, I think people are like, oh my god, it's an action movie. I will say Jared Leto was creepy at in that movie. Oh yeah. He and he's got a I guess he's got an Emmy or an Oscar nod. Yeah, for yeah, not I guess I think so. Globe, Golden Globe, one of those. Yeah, yeah, he's got yeah. a nod for it, which Yeah, means. I mean, dude, he's yeah, yeah. He's like people hated on his Joker. I thought his Joker was okay. Well, see, here's the thing. You're contractually obligated to play a character. Yeah. Now, people forget about the director. People forget about makeup. They forget about costuming. Yeah. They forget All that about other stuff that comes into they play. They forget about you know, and that's the thing because of my broadcasting degree. You you get to see the ugly world of how you're being a puppet and how you're trying to present a character in its rawest form. Or even if you're a news reporter or a broadcaster or an analyst or whatever. People forget there's a such thing as an FCC. People forget yep. there's a such thing as a showrunner or whatever. And you may have an idea. You may have, you know, a well-searched opinion with facts and everything like that. I mean, it's Jarrett Le Leto. You know he's going to bring – he's going to come with it. And you and you can't tell me he – look, you're playing the mantle of the Joker. Right. He's one <clears> of <throat> the, the, the biggest villains on the freaking planet. And trust me, I guarantee you he had an opinion. I guarantee you had – and they were just like, eh. We're not going to do that. Yep. We're going to do this. The depiction of of the DCU's Joker that they implemented in Suicide Squad, I had issues with the aesthetic. 
I didn't have issues with the acting. Yeah. Like the damage was the too is, much on point. And... The 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 tattooing was a little bit nineties ish. I just me. read something about the like, they removed a couple of his face tattoos in uh whatever. And the the remake, the uh, not the remake, but the Zack Snyder, the Snack Snyder yeah. cut, which is coming out on HBO Max. It should be I think so. This uh, no, it's gonna be in March. Yeah, I yeah. think it's March. There's some awesome movies coming. Dude, we could talk forever. But it's um true. True. Yeah, to me the best the best Joker to date. Uh, man, I mean, you got Cesar Romero, but he played more of a campy Joker, which was on the, the 60s and 70s series with Adam West. Um, but the whole show was campy. Yeah, you so knew you knew what you were getting when you were going in. But I'm just saying, like, in the grand scheme. I think every Joker um, made, had its made own, it their own. And, and they fit that particular, because you can't really go into GOAT status. And I, I got so. issues with that, too. Um, because I feel like. Each Joker, you know, Jack Nicholson's Joker, Jared Little's Joker, <laughs> Heath Ledger's Joker, um, even uh, uh, Mark Hamill's Joker as far as voiceover talent, which he kills it, bro. Like, oh, yeah. um, what's it? Uh, the Killing Joker. Mark Hamill, Mr. Luke Skywalker himself, he has a dark side, and that is not, like, a joke. It is dope. Um, even in that self, it's a mint pun, but... Well done. <laughs> yeah, I, but to me, who... <laughs> quantifies and like encapsulates the Joker I think it was Heath Ledger's version oh uh, he's uh, hands down my favorite yeah and if I had to say a best I would for sure say his um, he was and you know Jack Nicholson was awesome but he was the playful Joker right and and that's but it the fit thing. that generation it, though. Fit, it, fit it fit that generation yeah, it, it fit, fit that director, time it fit everything about the movie and that's the thing and like you said People don't think about the entire production. Right. Dark Knight is a dark movie. Right. Batman, not so much. Batman no. is slightly campy. Campy. Um, but they, but, but dude, they made it. They made a marriage between the series. Oh yeah. And then that director, which is I think the director of Beetlejuice, correct? Uh, yeah. I'm wrong. Uh, Tim uh, what's his name? Tim Burton. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so they kind of brought like yeah. the campy Burton, with so. yeah. You know what you're gonna get. Yeah. Between what nightmare and what's it nightmare, nightmare Christ, Christmas, Christmas and all. Yeah. You knew what you were gonna. He's get. He's got something new coming. Yeah, yeah. Too, you you, you knew what you were gonna. You knew what you're gonna get. But so. Heath Ledger, I think, uh, he took it to another level. Like the you know uh, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight universe is truly just it's more real world. Yeah. Than can't typical be. superhero can't universes. be or unrealistic or anything and like that. I think I think Heath Ledger just Heath Ledger was the personification of a mentally deranged villain, and I think he but the, the, he was yeah. phenomenal. And but the dangerous things about what I like about villains, uh, because they really are the driving force of any film when oh, it comes yeah. to villains and superheroes people yeah we like the heroes and everything because the heroes are predict predictable their moral compass you know they're going to do whatever it takes as far as just writing the moral compass but the villain is really the driver of any any war the antagonist so to speak is really the driver really makes the movie because their moves that have already been done like for example uh watchmen oh yeah with uh i can't pronounce his name but i like the fact in the watchmen when they finally got to his quote-unquote hideout. Like, oh, we're going to stop you and blah, blah, blah. And you're not going to launch nuclear. It's like, dude, I did that like 15 minutes ago. Right. You're, late. you're a bit late, guys. You're late. <laughs> it's, it's already been done. And The Watchmen is awesome. Um, Zack Snyder, I think, 
that was his masterpiece. I and think I think so too. the thing about him as a director, you could tell he really loves his work. He really does his homework and he really tries to bring the comic book. And I think with, with, with Watchmen, he really tried to, to bring that comic book feel that, that world to life. Oh yeah. Definitely. And I think with his films, I got to say this, you're, you're either, you're either like him or you don't. There's really no in between with him. It's, and it, for him, it's a lot of style. Over, yeah, over, he's very stylistic. If the you look style at, will sometimes trump the substance. Yeah, and, and he a lot of people. For me, that's an issue sometimes. Yeah, but, he hasn't figured that out yet. Yeah, um, I'm interested if, to see his cut of, of uh, uh, the uh, Justice League. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're good. Um, because if you notice, if you're like me, and I, I really pay attention most of the time. I like his 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 fight, fighting sequences yeah. and choreography. It's very raw, very visceral, very in your face. And I like the fact that he does wide pants. He does uh, like slow, you know, slow motion. Uh, he does the he does kind of the the bullet time animation, but it's a lot smoother than it used to be in the Matrix, of course, because it's a different time period. <clears throat> Technology is yeah. advanced, so whatever the case may be, he still does those nods. And I think him as a director, people just kind of underappreciate that because he is a, really a student of the game. And when you watch his movies, he takes you on a ride, yeah. not just just on the cinematic part of it, but he pays attention to the plot. He pays attention to the characters and he tries to bring that authenticity, especially with the Watchmen. He brought that to screen and a lot of people just kind of like, what the hell is this? I'm like, dude, this dude busted his ass. He a lot of people didn't it. even know what the Watchmen yeah, was yeah, before yeah. the movie came yeah, out, yeah, I, yeah. including me. I including me. I, got the, I had to get the, the novel, the book, and yep. I read it, and I was like, dude, he pulled a lot from the pages and he had to leave a lot out because yeah. it, it has some weirdness going on, which wouldn't really flesh over in film and, and it's I already got that three part. hours long yeah and he was already <laughs> pushing the ticker on that yes, even when he had the cut it was pushing two and a half two so, and a half was yeah 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 problem. it was it was but i don't know i i could watch it and i'm just like dude this is so freaking dope. i haven't like, watched the so show i heard the show was awesome I, heard the show. I watched some of the show it's not eh, i don't know i, I couldn't get into I watch, it uh, when i watch shows a lot of times i'm not watching new shows yeah. just because if i'm watching them it's usually while i'm working from home yeah and i want something that i've probably but seen just so i don't have to background noise yeah most just of the time. To, just and, to break the monotony. I mean, like right now, I like uh, right now. I'm watching the Big Bang Theory uh, just because I got HBO Plus. And yeah, it's like yeah, why not? I was like, I got it. And I was like, all right. You know, I like watching it when I catch an episode here and there, uh, and I like comedy stuff and uh, throw it on, and it's like I don't have to pay attention to it. It's yeah, not going to affect yeah, me one way or, or the other. other because it's just kind and of. And I got a whole around. list of shit that I need to watch. <laughs> so it's like uh, might as well start knocking out the easy stuff that I don't need to care about. Right. But, yeah, because the, the thing is, his I've noticed in his style, if you watch the 300, where he has a fight scene oh, yeah. in the 300. So that I fight, all about 300. Yeah, so that fight scene that he has in the 300, comparable to the fight scene where the prison break. Yep. It's the same. same yeah, it is. It's the same thing. It's the same, yeah, it's the same, it's the same choreography se- sequence, just with less people. Yeah. But I don't... What's just genius about him is he can... Put so many people in such a confined space, but it feels open. Yeah, like it's dope. And you know who's who's who slept on as a director? Which I um, uh, what's his face from uh, Transformers? Michael Bay. Yeah, Michael Bay. Um, I don't I don't like him as a director. As far as no, I'm, I'm gonna get to where I'm going. I'm trying, well, yeah, yeah. hold I'm on a second. I'm gonna get. To I'm where, gonna let you finish. Right, right I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> I I like his action sequences. I think they're a little bit over the top. Yeah, oh, I get yeah. that. But Absolutely. if you look at it, if you look at it 
from a cinema perspective, like when you go to the movies, he wants that to be in your face, like oh, yeah. kick your ass. That's his whole. That's, that's his, his whole thing. Yeah. And so I, I appreciate that, but he he immensely fails on specifics. Oh yeah. He immensely fails on important parts of a plot. He immensely fails. He's just. It's almost like he's a kid with dynamite. Let's just blow <laughs> crap up. Yeah. Forget about that. People like us if we just blow There's crap truck up. Load of explosives. Right. Go just just blow crap. He's like Wiley Coyote. Oh, you yeah. know? He's just Jeez. blowing crap up. But as far as his his sequences are so dope. Yeah. And maybe that's just because of action team. His is like know, the bad boys his, movies. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what you're going. Yeah, yeah. Come on. They're you fun. Know. Like I. If, yeah. You go and you turn off your brain. And yeah. like I loved the first Transformers movie. People. Yeah. Yeah. See, people tanked on it. They I loved it. it. I thought it was great. It was dope. I don't care that it's not true to the cartoon yeah, and, well, yeah, and the old on. shit. Yeah, I really yeah. don't. No, it's really, like, yeah. It's not going to hurt me that it didn't follow along. Because you can go back and watch it. Right, you can go back and watch it. It's not going to kill me. Like, right. it, it kills me, like, even the newer Transformers movies, they're not bad. They're they're fun. Like, I'm not to looking for them. To it, they're campy. They're exactly I don't get it. I don't expect it Although to be. Although I really did like Bumblebee. I thought Bumblebee was great. Yeah, I thought um, it was pretty decent. It, yeah, I didn't hate it. I would it I kills me when it? I watch. Yeah. It kills me how timelines get all yeah. screwed up about yeah. uh, get all screwed up about yeah. everything though. That yeah, the timeline yeah. issue. Yeah, that's what bugs me. That but all that, the hero movies. The well, that was that. No man, <laughs> I was about to go there because pre MCU with the X Men films. Oh, X Men for sure. What in the hell is so? You know that whole plot, that whole film that you liked or whatever, and you thought it was great, and you thought we were just gonna sequentially keep it going as a franchise. Psych. Until they had, correct me if I'm wrong, Days of Future Past. And I yeah. started to retcon. They started to put things together. But at that point, it was a little too little too late because the fact the MCU became such a, a monster mogul with Kevin Feige, the introduction of Kevin Feige. He's just like, you know what? In order for us to just really cement our product, because <laughs> that's what it is. Oh, we're, yeah. we're, it's just I, a product. You're, we're going to have to take that bastardized word. Thanks. We're not everyone's going to do that, but we're going to take all of our characters. And the beautiful thing about it is if you go on Disney Plus, which they did give a nod, so when you go under the category of the MCU, they have all of those old films that really? were with, uh, what were they, Warner, <clears throat> not Warner Brothers, Fox. Fox. They give a nod and they just call it Marvel Legends. Really? So they don't necessarily retcon it, but they yeah. say, they say uh, we respect it. It's huh. it's it's part. So that's what's dope. So because Disney owns, don't they own Fox now, or they just? I don't they know. had some kind of deal. Yeah, where some, where, where they can get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had some kind of deal or whatever. But I they can't pay attention to all. They paid crap. some monster billions for it, but it's 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 Mickey Mouse money. They, they yeah they got they got they, they got some. Yeah, they print stuff. I think they're the new the uh, the new mint. They just print money and just <laughs> and assume. Yeah, I think they're their own little like secret shadow government. I have zero doubt in my mind. Hey Power Gang, if you're enjoying James's band Imperium Eclipse, be sure to pay attention to the end of this episode and James will give you all the details on how to purchase merch and as well as how to purchase their music. And now, back to the episode. 
Oh, it's sad because I don't know if you're if you're a Star Wars head. I don't know if I'd say like I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm not like you know fan is short for fanatic. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fanatic. I follow along. I enjoy, but like I've never read any you're not, of the Star you're Wars. You're hardcore books. immersed. Yeah. I don't know what is canon versus non-canon. Right, gotcha. Gotcha. Like I have to Google. <laughs> like I watched The Mandalorian finally, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Fill me in, and Google's like, "Here's what you need to know." And, and you're I was like, like oh, "Thanks, man. Okay. I'm brought up to speed, so <laughs> I know exactly where I stand now." So the character, uh, uh, Carla Cara Dune, uh, yeah. She, yeah, she got she got axed because she said some supposedly anti-Semitic. I never saw any of that, but I didn't go look for it. So. And I was like, I never because I follow her on, on Instagram. I'm just like, but you know what? It, it's Disney, man. Disney yeah. likes it. They want you it, to well, keep your all, nose. It's clean, all about the know. image. Yep know, they they want that. They'll they'll actually they want that note. They yeah, want you to keep your nose clean because they they just don't want like. Mel Gibson will never be in a Disney movie. Oh, hell like, no. Oh, hell <laughs> Like, remember in 2007 when you got pulled over drunk? Celebrity and Exactly. My rant here. Uh, like, that's, no. <laughs> Mickey Mouse disapproves, sir. Right. He's a uh, Jew. Like, no. You know, it, it, and it is what it is. It's sad because she was, she, she really I actually brought liked her. the glue. I did not think yeah. I'd like her. Yeah, I, she brought the glue. There's something about her that's like tomboy sexy about her. I don't know what it kinda, is. Kind of, yeah. She's got that... That yeah, thickness. Yeah, and, yeah. Like she's been in a couple other movies, and I didn't really think like Dude, as an I actor, watched, I didn't uh, think she was all that great. One of her first movies that she had. I want to say she was in one of the Expendables. The Expendables too. One I of think them, so. Like the third because uh, of course she was in the one of the, the Fast Six. I saw her in that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. She really just played muscle in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, she didn't really have much. She didn't really have to do any hardcore acting in that. But just there was a fight for it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. There was a what was it? There was one movie she came out with like really early, and I can't. I just watched it. And I can't. She was the lead name. in it too, right? Yeah, she was the lead I, in. She's like a. Like I don't a, think I saw it. I remember seeing the the box cover like red yeah. box or something yeah it was a satin that was actually good i mean she was she hung up with some heavyweights and whatnot and that was actually good um but so what what's your favorite genre as far as entertainment or movies are or just kind you of know, depends i'm a i'm a I'm, like i love movies just in general but I, I like horror um again i'm a horror fan not fanatic right right like my buddies my best friends they will watch every horror movie that is presented to them uh-huh. in any kind of form, uh, whether or not it's bad or or whatever. If they can get it for free or a couple of bucks, they'll pay for it. And so watch that, it. That's on that fanatic. And they're level. they're kind of my filter. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, so if, if you me, want quality, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, hey, this is pretty good, and I'll watch it. I was like, what? They're like your drinking man. They're like your Roger Ebert. <laughs> yeah, I'm a comedy guy. Like I love. Nice. I can get down on comedy, so if like I find a good horror comedy, that's my jam. Like, yeah. uh, if it's a good horror comedy, because there's some not crappy, spoofy. Not, not the spoofy. Kind the spoofy of. ones can be really good, uh-huh. but like there's a um, like my new favorite Christmas movie actually is called Anna and the Apocalypse. Okay. I didn't think I'd like it when I first heard about it, and we saw it at the Telluride Film Festival or Telluride Horror Show actually uh-huh. a couple years ago. And it's uh, the synopsis is basically it's uh, a High School Musical meets. Uh, zombie world and rocky horror uh no it's uh it's a zombie movie where they have it's a musical zombie movie okay. in high school and yeah. i didn't think i'd like it based on that premise i was like this sounds like a fucking shit show first of all i'm not a big fan of musicals but yeah. the music was really good like i was entertained as hit as hell by the music i thought you know they put some thought into it <laughs> and the humor was great the violence and gore was fantastic i was <laughs> I was like, you know, it fit the criteria for a good zombie movie, and it was entertaining. It was really, really, enter- and it's a Christmas movie. So I was like, all right, this is my new Christmas movie. Um, but like, 
like the Zombieland movies, zombies are overplayed. Like zom uh, zombies yeah. have run their course and they need to stop. But they did the same thing. Vampires went through a whole phase. Zombies have gone through a whole phase. Uh, I'm sure werewolves had their whole thing. But it's going to be a resurgence it's, sooner or it's, later. It's normal. I mean, I'm surprised there's not a bigger alien thing. But the thing with aliens is there's probably a lot more uh, CG involvement. Which means more money. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, but like a good a good comedy, a good action comedy. I, huh. love, I love action comedies. Anything comedy. I like to laugh. And right, right, right. Most people do. If you don't right, like right. to laugh... You know, I don't know. I'm sad yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hug. Uh, you got to make light of life. If you don't, you're gonna be in some trouble. I mean, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you're gonna be a Debbie Downer. If, all the if time. you're if you're not laughing at yourself, yeah, or the world, uh, you're. I mean, just makes me sad for you. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you, you got to have that ointment, that band aid, just to kind of kind of get you through. I think you know, laughter in itself kind of strengthens you in certain ways. It kind of toughens you up because it's just like, yeah, what's you know, what's the best thing that can happen, the worst thing that can happen? It's like, all right, well, that happened, that sucked. And then, oh, you yeah. know, oh, I yeah. mean, we've had things that happen in life that you thought was the worst period in your life. And then years later, you're like, dude, it wasn't funny at the time. Yep. I like, mean, now it's freaking hilarious. <clears throat> so, like, back in 2009, I bought a condo and my mortgage was affordable. I could afford my mortgage, no problem. My, my stupid ass uh, went through this crazy depression where I ended up going to the strip club. All the time. Or I'd go out with my friends and blowing all my money. So I got further and further and further behind on my mortgage and ended up so, closing my house. So to interject the question, is this the the demise of the the Valentine's Day breakup where she called you? Or no, 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 no. That okay. was okay. Way, that was Okay. I'm trying was, to I'm trying to piece together that was two thousand. I'm trying to make a film. He doesn't understand. I'm trying to make a film of his life right here. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But <laughs> no, autobiography. That was, that was a lot. That was a lot. That was two thousand two. Oh, okay, gotcha. So this was back in two thousand eleven where I I mean two thousand nine I bought the house. Yeah. And just it was there alone. I had, I gave all my furniture to my sister and I was like, you know, I'll be able to my credit's gonna go up. I had a bed. It's really I had a bed and I had a couple of like kitchen chairs. Hey, like, I was I like, I'll be able to finance some furniture. And that was not the case. My credit went down after I bought my house. And I was like, all right, I didn't have air conditioning. And I moved in in July. And I'd get home at 2.30 in the morning. And it was like 89 degrees in my house. I had a fan. And I was like, I'd wake up just covered in sweat. So I was getting, I just never wanted to be home. So I would go out so intro, all the intro time. Intro stripper light. Yeah, I, if I wasn't going out with friends, I was like, you know what? I got to get the fuck out of the house. Right. I, didn't, I don't drink all the time. Right, right. And if I do it socially, I was yeah, like, you yeah, know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go look at some yeah. naked chicks, you know, yeah, hang yeah. out. Right. Just go watch it. And it was air conditioned. And I was like, I'll hang out, listen to some music, and watch some naked girls dance, and yeah, give them some money, and have a good time. Well, then my stupid ass just stopped paying my mortgage. I'd get further and further behind. And I'd pay, and then I'd forget, and then I'd pay, and I'd forget. And the thing with mortgages versus renting is if I don't pay my rent by the third at my apartment, they're coming knocking. They're like, hey, here's yeah, it's your, aggressive. Here's your, yeah. come back for us. You know, I'm like, well, yeah, with the aggressive. mortgage, they're like, <laughs> hit us up when you can. Until you're five months behind, and then, and then you go, to, you're like, I'm going to go make a payment, and you can't make a payment, so I call them, they're like, well, if you can pay us $5,300 right now, you know, we'll catch you right back up. I'm like, if I could pay you $5,300 right now, I would have probably not needed to pay you $5,300. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up uh, losing the losing the house. Wow. I don't remember what started this conversation, but... Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just randomness today. What, what were we talking about right before that? I totally forgot. I spaced out. Uh... Ring a ding ding. Oh, laughing. That's oh, what yeah, it was. Laughing. So, yeah. you know, I tell that story, and at the time it sucked, you know, getting the foreclosure and 
you know, they're like, uh, my sister had moved in with me in 2011 and I was like, Hey, you know, just so you know, I'm in the middle of this foreclosure. I have no idea the timeline. Um, but you know, I'm fucked. Right. And she's like, well, you know, Oh, and at the same time I was getting, uh, levied by the IRS for back taxes from 2005. Ouch. And they were taking 95% of my paycheck. So how and are you living on 5%? It was, and yeah, it was no good. Like it was, she would give me a couple hundred bucks, uh, each pay oh, period. Right it yeah. was, it was rough and she was helping me a lot. So thank God for her. But, right. um, you know, at the time it really, 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 really sucked. And now I'm like, you know what? My fucking stupid ass went through this whole experience because for one, I didn't have air conditioning. How dumb is that? Adulting 101. That's like, you know, sure, you know, people talk about depression. Yeah, I was hugely depressed. And at the time, I didn't think that, you know, I, didn't, I was just like, it's hot as fuck in my house. Like, I, I didn't even have my cat at my house. I, I let her go live with my sister because I was like, there's no furniture for her. It's hot as fuck in this house. Like, You'd just go. be a miserable, like, yeah. pet owner. It was bad. And then even, even uh, after a while, my sister, uh, she got new furniture. She uh -huh. moved in with one of her friends and her, uh, her friend's parents gave them furniture. So I got my furniture back. Which was good, but then I'm still, you know, sitting on my couch and it's 2.30 in the morning and it's 89 degrees in my house. I'm like, this is awful. In the winter, it wasn't bad, but summertime is where I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And uh, now I look back and I'm like, man, I was so stupid. What the hell's wrong with me? It, it happens. And I laugh about it now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something that, you know, I've made great strides in my yeah. credit and my money since then. And it's becoming more of an adult. I don't have problems talking about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, like at the time, yeah, yeah. when I, when it first was happening and they were first finally uh, going through the foreclosure and I still had not yet been evicted, uh -huh. nobody except my sister knew about it. And she uh -huh. hadn't told anybody except her boyfriend. And I hadn't told anybody at all except her. Right, right. And then uh, I was out with a couple of friends having dinner and uh, it came up because Somebody had overheard my sister, oh, yeah. and they're like, "James, is it true that you're getting foreclosed on?" Uh, and I was like, "What?" Well, then in dispatch, yeah, fucking everything. Everybody yeah, finds yeah, out yeah, everything. Yeah. So it found out. Central. My mom didn't know. My dad didn't know. Uh, so then, uh, eventually, I think my sister ended up telling both of them just to keep them in the loop because uh, I was in a pretty bad place, and uh, that's how they found out. And I'm like, geez. now I'm like, whatever, you know. Yeah, it is what hey, it is. Pay your bills. Man, if right. you're struggling, ask for help. And that's the thing is like people hate asking for help. It's a pride thing. Yeah. Pride in bad. English. Yeah. Usually. Pride in ego. Yeah. Oh yeah. Usually yeah. bad. And, well, it's one of those things. And too, it's admitting you, failure. Yeah, you also like admit failure. Illusions of confidence. Like, oh, oh yeah, I got this. Oh, I'll yeah. take care of it. And you're just, you know, up to hock and you're just like, uh yeah, it's kind of too late right now. So Well, and it was crazy because like, you know, I knew I I knew I was behind. Uh -huh. And I didn't think I was that behind. Uh -huh. So when I went to make my payment, I would make it over the phone. I was, it wasn't through the website or anything. I'd make it over the phone. So I was actually at work and I was on my break and I'm like, I think I should probably make a mortgage payment. <laughs> so I go to make it and I'm doing it over the phone and it's like, your mortgage payment cannot be processed at this time to connect to an operator. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to ask an operator. And I'm like, okay, What's maybe, maybe I'm up to like 2,500 or three or something. And they're like, well, if you can pay us $5,300. Like, just shy of six grand. And I had it all worked out. I was like, hey, I can, I can, uh, you know, I did creative bill payment stuff over the phone. I'm like, right. I can afford 
a full mortgage payment every two weeks with the overtime I was working. Every two weeks, I could pay a full mortgage payment right, right. over the phone. And they're like, okay, well, we'll send you all the stuff. You put in your numbers. You send it back. You're basically reapplying for the mortgage. Pretty much. And uh, Obama had a whole program for that thing. Yeah, yeah. Like a stupid financial crisis. Yeah. So they send me this stuff. Well, um, you put in your monthly bills, like your phone and all that crap. Well, you can't say, I am not going to pay it this month and pay it next month. They right. don't like creative bill paying for that stuff, right. which is what I did over the phone. Right. So I was like, even though I was like, I could do this every two weeks, it's going to be rough. I could do this. That's when the IRS was like, hey, motherfucker, you owe us a whole bunch of money. Ah. We're going to just go ahead and take that from you. So that, Thank you. Appreciate that it. I just ripped it right out. From and Dude, that's crazy. It was, it was rough. And now I look back at it and I finally, uh, it was back in about May. Um, they, they had other back taxes that I ended up having a payment plan for them. It was 250 bucks for like four years, but I have to get it paid off a little early. So like right. May of last year, it finally got paid off. And I'm like, thank God, I'm, yes. I'm done with the IRS. I still got to pay my taxes now. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, you know, um, hopefully you don't owe. Handle your taxes. I'm, I kind of think I will. PSA. I, I moved some money around, so I kind of think I'll owe a little bit, but nothing, I'm not going to. Yeah, nothing the problem to. is, is my stupid ass owed those years. And not only did I not pay, I didn't fucking file. Oh, ouch. <laughs> I, like, uh, I made some yeah. terrible, terrible decisions in my youth, uh, uh, so, financially speaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens. PSA. Be an adult. Take care of your oh, taxes man. and your mortgage. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. It, uh, a friend was telling me, you know, like they grew up with a very, their only child and their mom, single mom. And she's like, my mom always told me, the two most important things to pay, your car payment and your house payment. I'm like, yeah, I, uh, yeah. That's, that's smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so let's segue. I mean, I see you got the hoodie on, appearing in Eclipse, and I, I'm taking it that you're the front man. As I'm far the as guy vocal. that stands in the middle. So well, let's peel back the layers on you as far as, uh, as a performer. When, when did, you know, I don't know if you can say an age or, or time, or a particular, you know, experience that happened, you know, that that you said, okay, you know what, I can actually get into get into metal and become a performer. Like when um, did that like bug hit you? <clears throat> you know, the bug never really did. It was uh, so back in like middle school and high school and stuff. I was in marching band, concert band, and all that. So you always been in the I've always been in music. Oh, okay. yeah, my dad okay. he was a music teacher oh, way back in gotcha. the day. And so I've always been around music. And um, he kind of inspired me, I guess you might say, to get into yeah. music. And Or you might have just inherited kind of that. Kind of. Because of I, I think it was partly, you know, to please your parents. Type yeah. Because like, okay. he, he was, he's got perfect pitch. He was a music teacher, so he could play all the instruments. He could listen to a song and play it on yeah. whatever. He's a big pianist. Um, okay. My mom played piano. She played flute in school. Nice. And so I was like, you know, I'm gonna, when I was in sixth grade, I finally got to uh, at Columbia Middle School here in Aurora. Uh, they had a band program. And I was like, you know, I want to go play the upright bass in the orchestra. Yeah. Well, as a sixth grader, that doesn't happen. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, uh, what about the cello? And they're like, nope. And I was like, well, I don't want to play the violin. And I was like, well, what about the tuba? And they're like, how are you going to carry a tuba around? And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, don't you take the bus? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I ended up going to trumpet. And uh, so I played trumpet, whatever, and then marching band. And uh, had a good time. And I liked performing the music. I loved it. But, you know, I was never, never really the focal point. 
and I didn't want to be the vocal point, okay. which is fine because I like it. We would have jazz band and their trumpet solos and stuff like that, and I didn't mind that. I'd have crazy stage fright. I still have stage fright after yeah. 20, 30 years of doing music stuff. Well, I think that's just the more the, the nervousness of giving a good show. It's right. It's just standing in front of people. Okay. Even my yeah. job now, I train people for a living in yeah. front of them, and I still get nervous. Still good. Yeah. Even though it's it's worse doing that than it is like doing the death metal thing where I get to yeah. scream at them for a half hour, 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, but in 90... Uh, I didn't even get into metal until about 95, 96. Uh, I, uh, there was a movie that came out with Alicia Silverstone and Jeff Goldblum called Hideaway, based on a Dean Koontz book. Okay. And the soundtrack to that was kind of an industrial metal soundtrack. Uh, okay. and I was like, this soundtrack is kind of badass. And I had heard some death metal before. One of the neighborhood guys, uh, he was a death metal guy. I was wearing Cannibal Pork shirts and B-side and whatever. Uh -huh. He what, played some stuff for me, and I was what like... What age were you then? Like, in your 20s? Uh, or? I was middle school. Oh, it was, uh, okay. So I was in the early 90s. Okay, and, gotcha. But all of us, we listened to yeah. hip-hop. Right, right. And I was like, I, you know, I can't betray. I can't betray. <laughs> I love hip-hop anyway, because I'm a bass junkie. Right. And, uh, Which, I, that's what we're think, listening to right now, bass nectar in the background. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, uh, you know, maybe. So then this soundtrack, about the soundtrack, and I was like, all right. So then I got into... Uh, uh, Fear Factory. There was one song by Fear Factory on there, and ever since that, I was like, "Oh!" And then it just—I mean, Marilyn Manson. And then, uh, then uh, by the way, anything about Marilyn Manson is true right now. Fuck Marilyn Manson. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Pantera, all this other stuff, and then move into ninety uh, ninety-seven and yeah. move to Southwest Littleton and change stores. One of the guys that I started work with, the King Supers, Jamie. He's one of my best friends now, Jamie and Chris. Jamie was a big death metal guy, and he listens almost exclusively to death metal. So we started hanging out, and he would listen. Like, we started talking about music, right. and he reintroduced me to the death metal stuff. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. It's like, it just has kind of a powerful feel. But right, like, right. And after that, it's all downhill from there. But he played guitar, and he's like, hey, do you play anything? And I was like, eh. A yeah, little dabbles. bit of bass, a little yeah, bit of guitar, dabbles. drums a little bit. And uh, so we started just playing around, and he uh, he's like, "Can you sing?" And I was like, "Like try." Yeah, and just to see. Yeah. So like typo negative, uh, Peter Steele has a crazy, had a crazy deep you know, voice, beautiful voice, mm -hmm. and so we would kind of fuck around with some typo negative stuff, and then it turned into kind of a screamy stuff like right, White right. Zombie, and then uh, he's like, "Can you do death metal vocals?" And I was like, "I don't know," Let's and try yeah. we tried it and. It would tickle my throat. I would get like half a second, second of a sound out, and it would tickle, 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 and then it didn't tickle. And then it just got more and more fluid and consistent. And so then we started writing stuff, and then we got our friend, a uh, girl I was in high school with, who had started working at King Supers, Addie. We mm -hmm. recruited her. She had started playing bass. So it was three of us and a drum machine. And... Yeah. Then after that, uh, the first show we played was a high school battle with bands, and that was in front of, like, 250 people, and that was cool. Like, I was nervous as hell, not old enough to really drink, right, couldn't right. get to school, so you probably couldn't be drinking. Right, yeah, it, would be, anyway. so it would be appropriate it was, there. It was, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> Can I get a beer before I get on set? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, and then, you know, like, I miss playing shows, but even, even now, it's like, uh. I've played a lot of shows, and I haven't toured the world or anything. I've gone on right, little right. tours here and there, but it's uh, the performing aspect is fun. Like it's as a as the the vocalist, singer, frontman, if you will. There's a certain 
a certain feeling of power that comes from being able to quote unquote control a crowd. Right. Um, and it's for every, every band and every style of music. You know, if the singer talks to the crowd, the crowd will react. The singer sings with the crowd, the crowd sings back. It's a, it's a synergy. It's, it, it is. And it's, it's a, it's the vibe, you know, I'm, you know, it's death metal. So not everybody, it's an acquired taste. Nobody's it's an acquired taste. And it's more of a, a feeling than it is. People don't sing along. No, it's not that kind of music. It's not no. like, ah. It's not, and it, it, it's... There's no choruses that everybody vibe with and so, sing with and sort of lighters and right. stuff, but... So, that's what I say. There's there's certain genres of music where it's not, like, you can listen to your car, you can go to the gym. It's not... And that's not it's to not say... It's not easy listening. Yeah, it, and that's not <laughs> to say this in the in a, in a in a negative way. It's not player... It's not a <clears throat> player-friendly type of music. There's certain genres that you have to be in a mood for. Oh, for sure. And, and you can't just, you can't listen to it every day. You can't, you know, it's not one of those casual where it can just plug and play into every facet of your life, especially in rock or, like you said, or metal or death metal or even bass or any any genre. I think personally, your head's got to be in that. Like, if oh, you're, yeah. you can't turn it on every day. And it's like, it's like having, well, some people, I guess, can have dessert every day. If you're a kid, you're like, I'll take cake every day. But there's certain music where, okay, you got to be feeling that vibe, or you got to be like, yeah, I, I want to feel that today, or you got to be going through something. This is a music that expresses my angst at this particular time. I found when I came into kind of, the rock or metal or neo metal, whatever they want to really call it, because these genres, it's just really hard to certain music. It's really just hard to classify. It may sound yeah, like yeah. that's one of my issues I have with the Grammys. And that's part of the issue why I don't watch the Grammys. I don't really respect that because they throw anything that sounds like into the wrong category. Yeah. It's very generalized. No, that is no, <laughs> not right. So I don't anyway. watch the Grammys because it has nothing to do with the music itself. And it's no, it's just, it's, show. it's just show. It's just record sale. It's just billboard. It's just album of the year is record. Yeah, sales, it's just so. billboard. It's all record sale. It has nothing to do with the artist or anything like that. The only time they maybe even peel back the layers is on the orchestrated side yeah, or yeah. the jazz side or something where they know it's more heavily immersed. But and they're not pushing. They know yeah, they're not taking no. any sales. They're just doing it to say, okay, we gave you guys an award, which is still kind of like smacking them in the face but still recognizing them oh we understand you're not really in the big big leagues but yeah exactly it's a participation no, medal that to me is that, that's bullcrap that's don't do that to me like we have keep this, your we've little had this category since right 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 so here you go like come on don't yeah, don't no. do that i think this band i'll be honest i think this band actually saved my life and i don't listen to them as much as i i should because some they they kind of for a minute there, a couple of albums that just kind of did some weird stuff for me. But I think it was 97, 98. I was kind of, I was kind of in that, in that, in that kind of funked where you were kind of that depression area and trying to, you know, the coming of age, trying to figure out your life. And you thought you had all the answers and everything, just something comes along and just kind of, kind of kicks your ass and just kind of changes everything. And you, <clears throat> You know, for me, I, I, you know, I just came out of the army, like it was like around 95 or so. Um, I got separated from the army, which was under no, no control of myself. I got an honorable discharge, but how it went down, which is an entirely other story. Uh, that was just garbage. So whatever. And in that time, you know, you have the crazy cycle girlfriends. Like you, you think you're an adult. You think you got everything under control. 
you're partying, you're, you're going to clubs, you're kind of working, you're like half sleep when you're working because you're busy, like part, you know, you're in your twenties, like oh, you're yeah. just doing, you're just doing crap. You're just, hey, I'm an adult, I can do this, I'm doing all this, you know, you're just pushing the limits and everything, you're not caring about having a house or whatever, I had like a little 1992 Daihatsu charade on, on little tens or whatever. Uh, it was, it was, it was like a, it was a knockoff civic. It was, it was, it was insane. So I think I was living in Tennessee, Kentucky, Tennessee border. I think it was like Fort Campbell. Fort Campbell. Yeah. And uh, man, you know, I had this crazy girlfriend. She ended up getting pregnant, had a kid by her. Didn't tell me about it. So it was, it was nonsense. It was madness, man. She was bipolar. She was a criminal. Back then they had checks and you could write any check that you wanted. And give it to a store, and they'd never check it. It was kind of like she was like, "Catch me if you can." After it happened, like with Leonardo DiCaprio. And the bad part about that is, I was the secondary person oh, on the yeah. check, and she wrote all these checks. But you know, when you're a twenty, you don't think about that. It's, oh, I'm out of here. Whatever. Left the state, and my mom was in North Carolina, so I lived with her for a little while. She called my mom, cursing her out. Just crazy. This crazy chick was just psycho. Bro. Um, and then to the point, I was like, okay, I got to figure my crap out and I can't have my mom involved with this nonsense. So I just said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go off the grid for a little bit and like try to reestablish myself in Tennessee. And then it was one night there and I was working for state industries. Uh, they're like, uh, they make boilers and furnaces and all that good stuff. And I was good job, man. I was a forklift driver, all this good stuff. Good money. Like back then I was making like 15, $20 an hour and, 97 i mean so then it was one night i was at home in tennessee the cops come by they freaking knock on the door and you're like hey you're richard jones and i'm like i could be uh not today like, yeah, yeah like who are you and then they told me it's like hey uh is your son such and such and such and such with such and such and such and such i was like yeah and I was going to wait until they were going to ask me some history. I was like, what ha- happened was interesting story, true story. And they were just like, hey, unfortunately, you know, he, he passed away. And I was just like. I had no idea about yeah, any, yeah, of this, yeah. So, any of this yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. That just floored me, bro. I just was done. I was so, like, done because I felt bad because I left that situation in texas because man she would argue she would fight oh just this this girl was nuts i was just like dude i can't and i i had you know she had a kid you know my kid and she had two other kids which were you know at that time like i'm trying to hold together like her parents loved me because they were like i know we know she's crazy bro yeah Yeah, we know she's crazy but try try for the you know and i just hit my wits in and i was like okay, I can't deal with this anymore. This fighting, this argument, like, this is nuts. Like, I can't do this anymore. And then I felt so bad because I was like, man, if I was there, that would have never happened. Right. So I took that, like, and internalized that. And and I was in, t- in Tennessee. I was nowhere near family or nothing. I was just living with friends of friends of friends that I met in the Army, whatever, which was, that was just a horrible experience altogether. But it, it toughened me up and made me realize that, hey, man, you're, you're gonna have to be accountable for your crap. You gotta, yeah. you're gonna have to handle your crap, dude. You're gonna have to do something about it. So, man, that was just a depressive state for me. So, you know, mom found out about. It. She's like, "Well, just, just move back home. I know you don't want to do that. Just move back home. We'll come up with a plan. You, you got to do something. You're, you're hitting 30s now. You, come on, you, you got to do something." And I was like, "All right, I, I got gotcha. you." 
And maybe that was my wake-up call there to say, okay, like, you got to stop acting like an idiot. Like, get your shit together. You know what I mean? So that, that happened because there was Nashville there, too. So they had a big club scene and everything like that. Dude, right. I would go to the club every other night, whatever. And like you said, come in, drag him to work. Get to work on time. Just no fumes because I didn't sleep. Yeah. I mean, we got a couple hours and then just enough time to drive Very there. familiar with Right. Life. And just, <laughs> just drink a lot of coffee, red whatever, just to keep myself going through because it was just a mindless job. But, yeah, hey, I was getting paid to be mindless. So I was like, dude, I don't need the mind to do this freaking job. But I was burning candles at both ends. And I think part of me wanted to die because I felt so guilty because yeah. the fact is, dude, I could have been there. and Fibers, so I, guilt. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was at, at my wits end. And that's when I was going through bankruptcy. I said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to clean my life. At least I can clean this up before I go back home. Just try to button all this madness up. File chapter seven, liquidated everything. It was just a horror show, bro. Yeah. So I'm at my house, you know, I hear like a freaking tow truck come take the car. And I'm just like, every hit that one part, it's like, well, this sucks. But at the same time, like, uh, like, so I bought like this 98 Honda Accord, which was a bucket. But I was like, okay, cool. It's a typical tan one, four doors, Accord, whatever. I was like, cool, whatever. I can see it in my head. exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it's whatever. Took that back home, went to North Carolina and, um, Man, I was at my wits end. I was in my car. I was frustrated and everything like that. And I don't know how it happened, whatever. Because usually back then it was like hip hop and, you know, Snoop Dogg and Black Moon and Public Enemy. But I don't know how my radio ended up on one of the, like, I guess maybe I was driving through and, you know, how, you know, back then it was stations and, you know, it hit certain states and stations would overtake certain states. And I was at the worst moment in my life, whatever. And I heard, like, got the life. Oh, yeah. By corn. And I was like. That's a great jam, dude. I, I fucking love dude, that song. Dude, I, I was like, what is this? Because at that point in time, it was expressing like everything. Because the dope thing, and and we can go into segments about about corn, but they were in the pocket right there. Oh, I agree. They were in that pocket right there and got the life. That chorus is sarcasm. People don't get it. It's sarcasm. Yep. It's like he's saying, like, oh, this is the this is not the life. This is not, oh, but you told me this is, yep. but this is really not what it is. And like the video and every and I was I was hooked. I was like, yo, what is this? Like, what is like got the life? Um that follow the leader album freaking dope. It's a great album. Issues album, freaking dope. And after that, for me, <sighs> Issues was the last one I bought. Um, right. Oh uh, my the first, gosh, I remember man. It's, it's funny you say oh, that because I remember man, the first time I heard Corn as well. Uh, the first time I heard Corn was coming, I don't remember what year it was. It was probably 97, 98. My dad was working for a, uh, I think we were doing this for, for his job. He was working for a messenger service right. and it was Christmas Day. And we'd go to his dad's house or his, you know, my grandparents' house yeah. and have Christmas breakfast. And then there was some fucking customer in Vail that needed a credit card delivered to him. Yeah. So we'd go to Vail and we'd hit up Vail and we'd hit like the Holiday Inn and they'd have like a Christmas buffet. And I don't remember if that's exactly when I heard this, but I know we were coming down from the mountains. We're coming down I-70. And uh, I asked him to turn on KBPI. And he was always good to oh, listen. Yeah. He doesn't listen to the music I listen Willie to. Willie B. But he, we had KBPI on. And I remember hearing the fucking bagpipes from shoots and ladders 
And I was listening to it. I'd never heard it before. And I was like... I think Jonathan Davis plays... Like, yeah, he the does backup. the backup. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, what is this song? Interesting. And then just everything about that song, I was like, I need to know more. And then luckily they said, you know, that was corn with shoots and ladders. I was like, damn uh, it, got to go to the they, store. Dude, and, they had such a... Like, and, and you could talk about this more than <laughs> I can, but that syncopated, like, they, they took... That bottom bass. Oh, yeah. And the guitar. And just, they have, they had, I don't know if they have a signature, but that. Yeah, the slap bass. They were the first mainstream band with D-Tune, seven-string guitars. Um, I mean, they were the definition of new metal. Yeah, that's what it was, new metal. metal. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I liked it. My my friend Addie, back in the day, Mm -hmm. I mean, she had, uh, I met her when I moved to Bear Creek High School, and she had. Uh, several hundred corn shirts like yeah. like if she had ever met Jonathan Davis I'm sure he wouldn't walk out of there um, mm. the same person he was before <laughs> I would I would have to say the second band for me which is very different from corn that really just changed my headspace was metallic because I was working at Best Buy so I was big in the home theater and everything oh, yeah. like that because I was going to school to, for broadcasting and everything sure. so I was big in the sound and, you know, I knew about, as you can see here, I got a 7.1 or whatever, you know, Yamaha, whatever. I'm big in the sound. Like, sound is everything. Um, and it's just, like, ridiculously, this is like... very nice setup. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a ridiculous, like, this is about seven grand. Don't tell my wife. Um, but, she doesn't uh, listen to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, Best Buy, they would have demos. You yeah. go and you take customers, hey, let me show you a demo, whatever. And I would always play, like, Enter the Sandman. Yeah. And just the way, like, it builds. And you get to hear, because it would bounce off. Everything. Every speaker, and it just and you're just like, dude. By the time the you're just like, yo, this is this is freaking insane. Like yeah. it's just it's insane. And and, and you know that's one of the bands um, like Corn, Metallica, uh, and Linkin Park. I guess was but they kind of did the rap rock thing, whatever. Yeah. But they're trying to go back to Pierce. Unfortunately, uh, their their um, front man, you know, committed suicide a couple of years. Couple of years ago, and I think they they've never recovered, which you can understand that. But for me, those three bands, goodness, and I felt like that because in the military, you're introduced to so many different types of music and whatnot, and you really don't have a choice but to just adapt to that environment. Oh yeah. And I grew up in New York, so I was always into like house and, and reggae and rap and, and techno and everything. So I was always immersed in different types of music. Like you said, if you're not open to entertainment as a whole, not everyone's going to have their, you're going to have your jam. But man, there's some jelly out there that, that'll that that'll get you over the hump or that'll open up your mind and be like, damn, where was this all of my life? Man? I went through a crazy reggae phase my freshman year in high school. Uh-huh. I don't, like, I never bought any specific artists. I would find sampler CDs uh-huh. and, or not samplers, but like compilation CDs of reggae stuff. And like I don't I don't know why I'm just <laughs> obsessed with reggae reggae and jazz because my band teacher was uh, right, right. jazz so guy that makes sense and but the reggae came out of uh, all of a sudden <laughs> yeah dance hall and everything <laughs> and like I'm telling you guys if, if and it's just weird because you know when you're in twenties you're rebellious or whatever so you know I had this Honda Accord and everything like that and it was tinted windows and it had wheels and all this type of stuff and I'm just blasting corn. So it's so funny. I'd come to the stoplights or whatever. And I mean, I'm in North Carolina, like the sticks. And humanity's all the same. People have this thing with race and color and all. I'm not going to get into all that. It's all the same. 
it's just a different type of melanin. It's all the same. But the reaction is so funny, bro. I would just blast corner. My windows are rolled up. But let me crack just a little bit so you can hear like the vocals so you can realize that because corner is very bass heavy. So if you hear the bass, you would think that it's like hip hop. But <laughs> I roll the windows up and I pull up to a light when I know it's coming up to a light and people would pull up beside me. So they would think, oh, you know, it, it, it's a white guy in there. <laughs> I can see that. Dude, and I just roll down to... And I just look over, and I'd be mouthing the words to let you know, hey, I'm not acting like I just planned. No, I... I know. <laughs> I get that same reaction when I listen to listen to some of the other stuff I listen to. If I bust out any of the old hip hop right. or any of like the EDM stuff, I listen right. to the you know bass nectar or whatever. Yeah. If yeah. I get out of my little, first of all, I'm six one, six two, three hundred and forty pounds right now. <laughs> um, I look uh, like I sound probably. <laughs> um, I wear all black all the time. Like Richie said, I look like a bouncer. Um, yeah. And if I roll up and you can hear the music out of my car and it's not death metal, it's probably something very bass driven, very bass heavy. And it might be might be rap, might be hip hop, might be NWA from back in the day. <laughs> and people and if my I have a nice little tint, it's not a super dark tint, right. but people I'll get out of my car, which is a Volkswagen GTI. Yeah. So it's a little it's, car. It's badass. And <laughs> I'll get out of that car and people will not expect to yeah. see my giant fat ass, the white <gasps> fat ass, get out of this little car, Listen bumping whatever's coming out of it. Yeah. Uh, the death it's metal so they're not exactly surprised by, but no, no. I mean, the fact that it's sometimes it's a rumbling death metal coming out of such a tiny little car. Is but like, I, I think that's kudos to you because I, I, when I was growing up, you know, I wanted to be a rapper. I mean, I was on college radio stations. I did little albums with friends or for us, you know, sampling and everything like that. They used to uh, call us like the mini Wu Tang. So we would just go and look through catac like vinyl and vinyl. listen to everything because any little thing oh, yeah. will give you a certain sound, a certain feel. So we never were like, oh, oh well, that's rock. Who listens to that? No, we 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 were always open minded. We were always forward thinking, and I think. You know, I've been that way as a person because even when I was a kid, I wanted to be a commercial artist. Uh, I could draw, you know, Marvel characters and all this kind of stuff. So I've always had an open mind to absorb whatever is new, whatever is cutting edge, to just have my own unique twist sure. on things and just open and susceptible to different types of things, different types of influences. So you'd be more well-rounded and more cultured as an oh, individual yeah. Yeah. instead of just pigeonholed and you kind of limit yourself. And like I said, everybody's got their jam, but, you know, but you find certain jelly to that peanut butter and you're like, ooh, this is so dope. And I think with, especially with your genre of music, if you're really trying to push the envelope or if you're really trying to find something where it's still in the pocket and it still can be identified as our music, as our band, and but we have a signature, because every band has a signature, but let's have, let's dabble here, let's dabble there. Yeah. And, and let our listeners know that, hey, we're not so pigeonholed. And I think the evolution of bands, I think that's the, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think a lot of bands stand the test of time because the fact is they evolve just enough, but they stay in their pocket, but they still pull their, keep their core listeners and they pick up that new audience and they move with the trajectory more so than you have fattish bands or artists or musicians yeah. where they hit like that certain trend so hard that they, they pigeonhole themselves and they can't get out of it. And yeah. everyone absorbs that and adds it to their mystique. It's just like a well of water. Everybody goes 
grabs that water, yep. and then that artist or whatever is... It's a little bit of both. Yeah. Like, there's bands that have been around for a long, 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 long time. Let's talk about Metallica. Their old Metallica sound, the old true thrash stuff, mm. uh, is not anything like what they do now. No. And... It's very clean now. Fans of Metallica now, um, you know, the, the people who've known Metallica for a long time liked them for that old thrash sound. They probably don't like a lot of what they do now, but they'll still listen to it. And if they come in concert, they'll still go oh, gonna, because yeah. they'll probably bust out a couple of them. They're going to play. They're going to play. And that. they've been a fan. If you're an old school, I'm not, I don't, yeah, yeah, I like I Metallica, you. but I've, I've yeah, seen yeah. them once and that was back in 2000. Yeah. Um, but like bands like Slayer, mm-hmm. their sound hasn't really changed per se mm-hmm. they've done the super thrashy thing for years and years and years and years they didn't change so their fan base is pretty consistent um but the the bands that have been around a long time uh, there's band soil work uh from sweden and they started off kind of thrashy and now they're they're more progressive still heavy but so definitely would you more evolved would you say that they I would say some some bands they just screw time and fads. So would you say that's that's internal evolution on them as far as just discovering themselves and influences that they had to try to carve their new niche or try to move kind of because you you think about like Rolling Stones like you said and Aerosmith and, and Metallica and so on and so forth. I mean, you, their catalog, their anthology, to me, defines that certain generation. Like, oh, yeah. You know, if you oh, look yeah. at a decade of, oh yeah, Definitely. decade of this, Definitely. decade of that. You um, know what I mean? Even even bands that haven't been around that long, but yeah, for sure, I think things like their actual influence, who's influencing them, um, things that are going on just in the world, and then are they writing for themselves or are they writing for? The fans are right. they writing for the fans they do have or the fans they want to have? Right? Are they writing? Um, on the way, are they writing and recording on the way they've been doing it, or are they trying to implement new technology? Because the new technology will change their sound. Right. So, I mean, there's a, back in the day, you know, you'd have to be in the same room to write and record and get everybody on the same page for shit. Now, no, no. now there's bands like my Just former band, Legion. Yeah. None of them are even in the same country anymore. Like, uh, I think Michael still lives here. Boo Boo, the bass player, lives in Jersey. Greg lives in Canada. Canada, yeah, because they had one here. you interviewed yeah. a couple of. Singer lives yeah. in uh, fucking uh, San Diego. That's Drummer, crazy. I think, lives in German or uh, Jersey as well. Um, you know, lots of big bands, like international bands in Europe, especially like a lot of bands that they're like, oh yeah, this is a Swedish death metal band. They don't all live in Sweden anymore. They live in, one lives in Sweden, the rest live in France just a, or just whatever. the roots of the band where yeah. they originated. That's where they started yeah, or where yeah, they got right, their right. foundation. That's yeah, crazy, though. Or yeah. they might have all, and it's, technology's a whole different thing. Like, it's, <laughs> it's uh, like, even right now, my band, my other guitar player, he lives in Cooper, well, I don't know if he lives in Cupertino, but he works for Apple, so he lives yeah. in the Bay Area in California. Nice. And the rest of us are here, but nice. we haven't quite utilized the technology to write everything <laughs> together yet, because uh, we're not all that smart. He's smart, but... <laughs> So it's, uh, it, I think that'll change the way, if you listen to our band's first album, I'm not on our first yeah. album, um, but that was professionally recorded, okay. and then we did our own recording, uh-huh. and Derek did the recording and engineering on that, and there's obvious audio differences between the two of them, but stylistically totally different too. Like right, right. Yeah. Not just, totally, but... but yeah, yeah, but that's different. the thing. It, it, every, every, you know, <laughs> every band, you know, you implement a, you know, a different bass player, you implement a, a different, you know, drum player, you implement especially the front man, the vocal part, it's going to, it's like a fingerprint. It's going to change oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. how they sound. It's going to change how they perform. And 
And, you know, for certain parts, <clears throat> certain bands, I mean, I, I know you're not big on Limp Biscuit, but I actually like Limp Biscuit. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> um, but, there, but there are certain, times, and then times. there was, there are parts of, I think there was one player that used to be with Corn that left and came back and they had a few albums and you can, when you're, when you're an avid listener of that oh, yeah. band, you can yeah. tell, like you can tell it doesn't irk you as much. You're like, oh, this is different. Well, even like, like, you know, like in the death metal world, um, you know, members and bands and death metal bands, that's super common all the time. But Cannibal Corpse is one of the most established death metal bands yeah. ever. They've been around since the early, late 80s, actually, 89. The first album came out in 91. Right. And they've had several guitar member changes throughout the years. Yeah. And uh, singer change in 95. Yeah. And the singer change to any band that's been around for a long time is always Makes a big deal. Yeah, like yeah. And in death metal, even if it's all just the growly, growly, screamy, screamy but, stuff, but it's if still you're, different. If you're an immersed fan, you can tell yeah. the difference. So a few years ago, one of their guitar players who've been around for a long time, he got busted in Florida, had some sort of crazy, I'm sure, meth-related meltdown, set his house on fire or whatever. What? Um, so he's out for now. And Eric Rutan from the band Hate Eternal, who's been in a couple other bands, he's badass as well. They officially brought him on and released their first single for their new album. And I think he might have written the new single. It's stylistically significantly different <laughs> than their other stuff, but it's good because, like, right. in the death metal world, most bands sound the same. Same. You know, especially to the, you know, novice listener. Yeah, you don't But know. for Cannibal Corpse fans, each album's got their own little difference, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, or this one, every song might sound too much the same. But this new track that they just put out, <laughs> I can't remember the name of it, it's, uh, it's, it's enough that I'm like, oh yeah, this album's gonna be badass. Like, and, and that's the last couple albums, even though they're great albums, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah it'll be good. But this one, I'm like, oh, I'm actually excited about it. <laughs> and it's uh, hard to come by, and especially when you've been around for 30 years, coming up with a new album that doesn't sound exactly like the last 10 albums, um, and is still, especially with death metal. I, me personally, I prefer the death metal or any metal to be slightly catchy technical a bit but groovy have a good groove to it i like to drive to the heavy music you know if i'm driving around and it's got a fucking great vibe to it a great groove uh you know i find myself speeding a lot This is the emergency broadcast system. This is not a test. Repeat, this is not a test. Citizens are advised to take the following steps. Stay alert to news media events or local emergency alert notifications. Avoid contact with the infected. If evacuation is impossible, move indoors and initiate in-place sheltering. Use a gas mask, or if none are available, cover your mouth and nose with a clean cloth that has been soaked with a solution of one cup water and one tablespoon of baking soda. Also, cover bare skin and make sure that cuts and abrasions are covered. If exposed, remove clothes and seal in a plastic bag. Immediately wash off using copious amounts of warm, soapy water or a diluted 10 to 1 bleach solution. Since biological agents are being used to combat the outbreak, be sure to shut the windows and air intake vents to your shelter. If possible, stay upwind from the source of biological agents. Seek medical attention as quickly as possible after coming into contact with the infected or a biological agent. If evacuated, do not return home until local authorities say it is safe. Upon arriving home, open up all the windows and doors to provide natural ventilation. 
Do not attempt to try mechanical ventilation, such as electric fans, as an explosive threat may be present. Find out from local authorities how to clean up your land and property. Discard food and water supplies that were impacted by the hazardous material contamination. This is the emergency broadcast system. <laughs> well, Which is it, bad. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> like, that, that type of music always has that high R, uh, BPM to it. Yeah, and there's some bands that are too technical oh, and kind of box it down it, after a while. If it's, if it's uh, you know, and this is the, the, the nature, this is why pop music is so, I mean, it's why it is pop music. If people can't dance to it, their attention span well, to it's probably not going to pay attention to The iteration is just popular music. So yeah, in other words, it's just, you know, general, just... It's popular because syncopated, it's easily digestible. Very, yeah, yeah, syncopated, very, you know, four, reasonable. Four, everything yeah, is. BPM where everybody from yeah. 4 to 40 can get into it. Like, oh, I just turned your mind off. And, and, uh, and don't get me off. wrong. There's, there's nothing wrong with it. Don't get me wrong. for yeah. pop music. I, yeah. I don't mind pop music. Every now and then, yeah. Yeah, every now and then. Baby Shark will fuck off. Yeah, I... Yeah, I... I can't think of the last time I listened to the radio. I'm not. Um, I don't. I, I don't. Uh, I don't do that. It's I, I, to me, you know, between you know, thank goodness for streaming on the film and you know shows and episodic side of things. Yeah. I can just. I'd rather have control of what I watch when I want to watch, and it's the same thing with my music. So, tell me about one of the funniest experiences you had as far as an audience. <laughs> oh man, you probably got a lot, but the one that stands out for you. You know, it's it's weird. Like I remember uh, my first band, Misanthrope. Uh, you know, you, you're always happy in a metal band when you get a mosh pit. And we played this show at the Roxy Theater, which is in Five Points, back in 2002, is December, and it was ended up double booked with a uh, pop punk band or a <laughs> pop punk show. Uh, and we didn't. Nobody canceled. Like everybody, we're sure. like, let's we'll just adjust the time it'll start earlier the pop punk show will go on ahead of time or ahead of schedule and everything else will just kind of be condensed whatever so the pop punk fans were there and then the metal fans were there and we were playing and i think we were playing last and you know our my that band was kind of a slow blue death metal band not really super brutal or anything uh-huh. and the mosh pit was going and i think somebody from the pop punk crowd um was getting a little stupid in the pit and all of a sudden there was this fight our first fight and i just remember i stopped i was headbanging and i looked up to see blows being thrown yeah. and i was like oh my god this is the greatest day of my life <laughs> like, like, like i'm 22 years old and we're finally getting our first fight fuck yeah kill the guy like, oh. it was awesome and then the you know the mosh pit continued i was like all right this is this is going down as the greatest show ever. And then, you know, a few years later, I signed my first pair of boobs, and I was like, yeah, this is also the greatest yeah, you're, day ever. Yeah, you're, so. you're, you're, you're boobs. But, I mean, any, any crowd that gets into it is a good crowd. Like, I've okay. played a lot of shows where the people just stare at you, because if, especially if you're a new band, they don't know what to do, and they're just listening to the music, which is uh, good. Right, right. If they come in, like, if they leave and go outside and smoke, that sucks. Right, like, right. I played, like, I played uh, the Gothic Theater to 20 people. Uh, and the Gothic Theater holds fifteen hundred. So, um, you know, it is what it is. That's what I mean. Every band 
that's ever played any significant amount of shows will play to good crowds or play crap crowds. So, <laughs> so what, what's your what's your biggest pet peeve? Uh, turn Not. signals. <laughs> the, the lack thereof. Exactly. <laughs> I use turn signals in parking lots most of the time. Like I, I'll use turn signals if I'm on a highway alone at three o'clock in the morning. It's a. Uh, I. So what's your uh your your I would say your tagline or 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 motto or catchphrase? Uh, over the years, I have definitely overused. Uh, it is what it is. Um, I don't know if I have one. I, I, I'd say it is what it is is probably the thing that I, I relate to the most because, I mean, there's nothing more true than that. It yeah. is what it is. And if it's not, you don't know it. Right. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. Like, <laughs> it's, I've always been a roll with the punches kind of guy. And I grew up in, like I told you before, yeah. or upstairs. 40. Like, 40 times I moved that I could remember before I was 18. So, so it could be more than that. You have to be adaptable to change. And uh, as much as change sucks, I mean, it's a nature, it's a fact yeah. of life that you have to be able to change. And change is the change, only constant. Die. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I look back on my, on my youth, my growing up and my childhood and, um, if it wasn't for all of that, I wouldn't be who I am and I wouldn't function how I do, which for better or worse, um, <laughs> I think that, uh, I wouldn't, uh, like, like, you know, we talked about letting stuff roll off, roll right. off my shoulders and whatever, you know, nothing shocks me. Right. I mean, I'm sure I could still be shocked, but right, right, right. it's going to take a lot. Take a lot. Yeah. But I mean, I throw something at me and I could probably deal with it just fine. Uh, but yeah, it is what it is. Is probably probably my my number one thing that I always always come back to, uh, and or you know, get rich or die trying. Um, right, right. That's, that's what you said. <laughs> so so trademark. Right. Uh, so, sorry, yeah, so, don't come for of, me in my ten dollars. Right. So speaking of music and and you know genres, and especially you know you being a, a front man as far as a singer or a performer for Imperial Eclipse. What would you say is the biggest kind of stigma or stereotype about your particular genre that just kind of like drives you up the wall or you say, well, yeah, that's kind of what it is, but it's not like, for example, with death metal, people probably think, oh, man, it's macabre, it's morbid, it's it's murderous, it's, you know, divorce of, you know, rules or regulations. It's, you know, what's the like stigma or stereotype that in a bad or good way stands out to you that it could be corrected maybe in your mind, or it could be like, well, that's not really what it is. All of those things, um, you know, especially and stereotypes for better or worse are based on truth in observation. And you, you look at, uh, if I say, Oh, he's a rapper, you have an image of what the standard rapper image is in your brain. Yeah, if based on society or and based on your opinion. That if he's a metalhead, yeah. you see probably somebody with long hair, wears a lot of black, probably shitty jeans, ripped up t-shirt, whatever, whatever. jean jacket vest, whatever year you're going with. But um, yeah, uh, people will, oh, you, you do death metal? Oh, God, you must worship Satan, blah, blah, blah. Sure, there's people that do. Sure, mm -hmm. it, some of the nicest people I've ever met are metalheads. And some of the worst people I've ever met are in the church choir. So it's, I see what you're saying. It's yeah. the thing, and this is the thing that I like about it. And the thing that I think, um, 
personifies me a lot is visually speaking I don't think I'm approachable people like I usually have a scowl on my face the I resting face I dress in all black again I look like so every good when I go out to places if I'm standing anywhere near a door people think I'm a bouncer people think I yeah. work there right happened I happened to Tokyo Joe's a guy asked me <laughs> Tokyo Joe's a guy what? asked me why Tokyo Joe's hired security while I was waiting for them to bring me my food because I was getting ready to go to work right. and people that know me know that I'm pretty much just a big soft right right and that applies to the very vast majority of anybody in the metal community. Yeah, and that and that's and, the thing though. Um, I, I, it's funny. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up that you know that stereotype as far as just aesthetics. I remember when I was in North Carolina, because um, like I said, I was big in the music and everything like that. So I worked for a Warehouse Music. Remember them Warehouse I do. Music? I do. Big on CDs and everything like that. So it goes prompt to your point. You had had this one so-called <laughs> quote unquote. If you can see me do air quotes, Christian uh, lady comes in. She's being an ass. All right, you should have this, and you don't have that, and what's going on, and blah, 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 and this, that, and the third, and everything else. And I'm just like, dude, all right, we'll find, you know, what you need. Oh, I need this gospel singer. You mean to tell me you don't have this, and blah, 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 what kind of store is this, and everything like that? Complete ass. Oh, yeah. Then, a couple of days later, this, you know, as you can tell, she was in her 20s or whatever. She had, you know, the makeup on. She was full goth gear and everything, purple hair, whatever. You know, back then, you know, they had the big, thick, yep. tall patent leather boots. The platform with boots. Platform boots with the, uh, uh, the buckles. The buckles and then the uh, <laughs> they safety still have pins. Those. <laughs> yeah, and with the safety pins through it, oh, yeah. jeans, everything. You know, I mean, she had herself put together, <clears throat> but you could tell, like, she wasn't the fad. Like, she was in it. Like, right, you know right. what I mean? This was, this was her life. Sweetest voice, everything. Hey, I'm, I'm looking for such and such. Is any, can you help me find that? Blah, blah, blah. Yep. I don't see you have it, whatever. Or back then, the big thing was like ordering things because, oh, yeah. you know, where we lived at in that part of North Carolina and been back then, this was before streaming and everything. So you could really, everything was just tangible. You could get yourself a CD, whatever. I mean, the internet was around, but with Napster and all that, I mean, the lockdown was just oh, a big deal. <laughs> yeah, a big deal. You couldn't get music for free anymore. Yeah. So, or if you got it, you just had a horrible virus that came behind it or whatever the case may be. So at least one. Yeah. Yeah. And she came in, explained, Hey, you know, I need this. And you know, I, and I, I know I probably could get this for free, blah, 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 but I just really actually want, you know, the CD, you know right. what I mean? Completely fine. Yeah. And that's like, that's the thing that, uh, I was like, yeah, she was the coolest. And I think that that same, and this goes for all stereotypes. Yeah. It's, that it's that not just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Logic applies. You got, you got the, you know, the stereotypes behind music, the same thing goes for race. And, yeah, yeah. you know, if, if you get into, you go into a neighborhood you're unfamiliar with, like, I know people when I moved to Southwest Littleton and we ended up venturing into Aurora. I grew up in Aurora. I grew up in Littleton. Uh, when I was in fifth grade and in middle school, most of my friends were black. You know, yeah. I, that's, I'm perfectly comfortable wherever I am. Right. And they were like, oh my God, this is sketchy. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? But they just didn't know any different, and right. you know they don't. It's and, that's, and that's the thing that kills me is that people people don't take time to find out about other people. Right. And um, and you know not everybody gets to travel, and I only because I took this job have I traveled quite a bit, and I haven't been to anything you know super crazy or anything. Right. 
but you know, just traveling in general, even if it's just around your state. Yeah, yeah. If you live in a big state like Colorado, yeah, you can find a huge variety, variety of people. Of, yeah, and easy getting to know people. Like I'm not in, in my general mindset. I hate people as a whole because they're <laughs> dumb a lot of times. But I don't mind getting to know them. Right, right. And you, I spent a lot of time in Memphis a few years ago for work. And I, I smoked cigars. And right, right. I found a cigar shop that was like five, ten minutes from the hotel. And they had a nice lounge. And I go in there. And I was the only white guy when I walked in there. And I was like, this is gonna, this could be a little awkward for me. Nope. They were the most friendly people. And I swear to God, every single person that came in and out of that shop went around, shook hands with everybody, including me, as if I had been there for, for years. Fucking decades. Right, right. Like, hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, good. They're like, I'm Dave. I'm James. I, I felt like I belonged there. I didn't go one weekend, and they're like, hey, man, where were you? Where were you at? Although I left one night and then came back the next day, and one guy was like, dude, you left at the right time last night. I was like, well, he's like shit got bad. I'm like, what does that even mean? What does that he's mean, like, right? He's like, I can't tell you. I'm like, okay. Okay. Well, this is my last weekend here, so. Right. But that's the that's thing. Like you said, it goes to your point. It's only weird if you make it weird. It really is. It's it, only weird if you make it weird. And if you and if you be yourself, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all flesh and blood. We're all the same at the end of the day. You breathe the damn same air. Get over yourself. Yep. Like, you go through the same freaking human condition and everything like that. You may have a different opinion, a different perspective. Of course, you're going to have a different experience. But at the end of the day, we're all freaking humans. Like, you know, we're trying. And when I say human being, I say human being as far as human being something. I'm trying to be something. And just be yourself. Stop trying to be anything. Just be yourself. We're all, you know, me, like you said, you grew up in a predominantly black area or going to a predominantly black high school. I went to a predominantly white high school. No one cared. Nope. Unless you made it weird. Nobody cared. You know, I mean, Granted, at the end you of will the day, find assholes. They yeah, just, that's in everybody. I mean, you got those in your own freaking family, so you don't even have to go that far. So we can just, you know, you can just get rid of that freaking notion or whatever. But like you said, that that's why I like, like when it comes to music and entertainment, I could care less if there is a BET. I could care less. But, I don't watch that. Like, I don't watch... I don't like the labels of, oh, this has to be a black this or a black that or black. Who cares? To me, you kind of bring a target. You kind of bring the elephant to the room when you don't have to. Yeah. Why are you going to bring the freaking bull to the china shop if you don't have to? Certain things you kind of bring on yourself. My name is Richard Jones. It doesn't say, hey, I'm a black man and I'm rich. No, I'm Richard Jones, regardless sure. of my color regardless of my ethnicity or whatever you know that's why i loved about you know when i would perform when i used to, to used to rap or mc or when i would do art no one cared about what i looked like yep. they just liked the sound or they liked the art and that's all i wanted to present at the end of the day you don't put barriers in front of yourself or label yourself something because then people are going to be like oh well that's that's what you want to be. That's that's fine. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's okay to celebrate your history. And like for example, I like this uh, YouTube excerpt from Morgan Freeman. He was being interviewed on sixty Minutes a couple of years ago. Just stop talking about it. Yeah, he was that's just why. like he was like, dude. The guy was like, hey, so what do you think? Do you like Black History or whatever? He said, first of all, it's the shortest month of the year, so that's a slap <laughs> in the face. Yep. And I'm just paraphrasing. I'm just paraphrasing. And he's like, history is history. So you're going to be confined to one month and you're just going to say, he said, hey, you're, he's like, you're Jewish, right? He's like, yeah, I'm Jewish, whatever. Again, I'm paraphrasing. He says, 
would you like a Jewish monthly? No, I wouldn't. So he says, why do you think I want one? Yep. You, these gratuitous things you don't need to do. Yeah. Just why? You, you <clears> put <throat> stigmas there where it doesn't have to be. And then you wonder why people don't patronize your product or come to your yeah. store. Not because of the fact of the race. It's because the fact is you put it in our face like we can't come in. It, you create this social barrier when it doesn't have to be. Right. And that's, and the, you know, as a white guy, you know, <laughs> anything I say about it can be construed badly. Yeah. It's like, it's, like, that, it's super I, sensitive. Like, I everyone's get, super sensitive. I get the, to me, a lot of it comes off as uh, patronizing. Like, right. It's, uh, especially, especially these days with everything that's gone super down. sensitive. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it could be all bad. Like, there's a, a restaurant here in Colorado. It's off of Havana and Dartmouth. And it's the first black-owned seafood restaurant in Denver uh-huh. ever, and it's called TK's Seafood something. I'll have to look it up. But it, it, somebody did a TikTok video in there, and they said Denver's first black-owned seafood restaurant. Which, yeah. first of all, was shocking to me that it was the first black-owned seafood yeah. restaurant like that. Never would have. Picked yeah, up yeah, that. you're like oh, okay. And yeah. my friend Noel, she sent it to me. She's like. And it looks fucking phenomenal. It's like lobster and crab and all this right, stuff. Right. And she's like, we need to try this. But she probably found it with the black-owned stuff. Right. She's trying to, you know, identify her, uh, what is it, her uh, subconscious bias and all this other stuff. Right, right. Which is fine. But yeah. I looked at the food and I was like, fuck yeah, we need to try this. Yeah. And right. I, did, I didn't care that it's black-owned. That's it a, is a black-owned. That's cool. Hey, that's don't awesome. get me wrong. Not, that's the thing. Like, I think... You know, socially and media-wise, whatever, if you don't identify that oh, yeah. to say, oh, you got a problem with it. No, it's you not. You can just send food me a is... picture of the food. I'd be like, yes, food we is, need to try food that. Food is food. For example, this house. This house is probably made by all types of different races oh, yeah. of people. <laughs> the cars that we drive. Oh, yeah. There's different types of races of people. You don't see the Kia Optimus saying, well, this is a black and Asian and blah, 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 made car. Steering wheels were done by El Salvadorians. Right. Uh, Like, no. Come on. It's not saying that people shouldn't get the credit or racial. You create this uncomfortableness where it doesn't have to be. We're not saying play it like the 50s where you just sweep things under the rug. But we're 2021. We get it. We get it. You don't have to put that stamp to say, yeah, this, that, and the other, but you ostracize yourself from society when you do that. And I and I think about that with networks. Oh, it's Spanish network. This is an Asian network. This is this, that, and the other. And people, here's the thing. Hello? If someone is watching your program and they see a predominant race on the program or program, showrunner, whatever the case may be, I think they're intelligent enough to get Oh, this is that type of channel or that type of station. They get it. They get it. It's just like listening to music. If you hear, listening to your type of music, after a while, it's like, oh, that's death metal. Got it. Or you listen to my, oh, that's EDM. I got it. You know what I mean? It's like you don't have to, you know. it's, It's something that's been there for years and now i think it's exacerbated well you, you have people that are confused you have people that are frustrated you have people that feel like they're left out they're ostracized oh for sure like it creates all these stupid social abnormalities that don't need to be there can we just freaking be human beings yep. if you like the damn restaurant i don't care if you're black green orange yellow purple whatever i don't even care if you're a damn alien i don't care yeah and i tell people I don't about care. this restaurant and I, I leave out the first black right, right. thing but since we we're talking about it right know, right i get what you're uh, saying but well, you're just going along with I the mean, point but yeah. yeah if you're into seafood right it's bomb well, just, just, <laughs> get it get eat there though because we got it to go and to go <laughs> seafood's never as good right right 
All right. So if you guys don't know, he is a phenomenal voiceover talent, narrator, and things like that. Oh, thank you. Of, of course, he's done fill-ins for, for our segment as well, a few commercial stingers and whatnot. So the question I have for you, what would be your dream voiceover gig? <laughs> um, I've, I've often joked about this on Facebook with uh, some of the voiceover groups that I'm in, but really, uh, if I could become the voice of Arby's, if Bing Rames, uh, if they don't renew his contract or if he passes away or something because Bing Rames is the voice of Arby's right now, uh, I think that would be awesome. Not because it's Arby's, but I'd just like to step into Bing Rames' shoes. Uh, I do. Bing Rames is a ninja. So. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Bing Rames has the meats, man. What? <laughs> How did you find that out? I just recognize his voice. Uh, I could because it's I, so I recognize like voices. Like, it's, it's so close. Like it feels like he's so close oh, to the mic. I've always sound uh, like uh, identifying voices is like it's always been my thing uh, forever and ever and ever since I was a kid. Uh-huh. And like if I hear commercials, I'm listening to the voice. Not not necessarily. I should listen to how they perform the voiceover right. for right. my own edification but usually i'm like can i identify that voice like um the voice of home depot his name is josh uh oh shit he's an actor i can't remember his name he's been in movies and stuff i only Mm -hmm. recently found out who he was because one of my voice actor friends did a uh his own practice commercial for home depot that was really good put it on instagram and that guy was like dude are you trying to take my job because it was so good and i thought that was amazing i was like dude i had no idea he was the actual voice i could never figure it out um, and you can Google these things and find out sometimes. Um, but yeah, Ving Rhames, I was like, the first time I heard one of those, the Arby's commercials with him, I found it as, it was a headline of an article that had to do with, it was either Pepsi or Coke, whatever soft drink they serve. Mm-hmm. And it was something, it was an apology commercial for not mentioning that, that soda. And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? And it said, in the voiceover, they talked about this soda. And I was like, so I yeah. found the commercial. I was like, what? Is that Ving Rhames? I was like, all right. And then they got, uh, I can't remember his name now, the guy who voices Archer on the show Archer. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, he yeah. also He also does tag team. and like Because Arby's tagline is, Arby's, we have the meats. Right, right. And then he's like, for sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's awesome. And he does the on-camera stuff, too. So like, uh, yeah. if it's the TV commercial, he's like assembling the sandwiches, wearing a chef's coat and all that. But uh, maybe they don't like Ving Rhames on camera, which... He's a handsome man. <laughs> so, so I joke about that. Like, I mean, that would be awesome, but I don't know funny. if I have a dream job. Like, I would, I'd love to do uh, promos and uh, movie trailer stuff. Yeah, I love movie trailers. That's just really hard to get into. Yeah, so that's I, right. I'm that's trying right. to get into a couple. There's a class this week, this coming week, that I registered for. I need to see if I actually got into uh. the registration, but <laughs> I forgot to look. Um, yeah, that's. Really, really, I just need to do the work and get myself out there because I've been lazy about it. So, So, this is an either or game. So, you know, for example, cats or dogs. So, just a knee jerk reaction. Okay. Just a knee jerk reaction of uh, whatever comes to mind. So, first one is red pill or blue pill? I can't remember which one was the Matrix and which one was not the Matrix. I think the red pill was the. the, 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 Get unplugged? Yeah, I think so. I could be wrong. Oh, man. I don't know. There's some benefits about being able to download Kung Fu and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know Kung Fu. <laughs> Show me. Um, at the same time, ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I've, I've always been on the fence about that. I, 
I, I think this same logic applies to uh, you know the Matrix is based very heavily on biblical right, right. ideology yeah, they have, and, yeah, they have a little, and little tinge of that. I think uh, it was a huge tinge. Even yeah. the Rocky Mountain News newspaper, if you remember the Rocky Mountain News, had a big long article about its tie-ins to the Bible, and uh, it was really really good actually. Um, I I'd say blue pill. Oh, interesting. All right. a, I was like for me because like I'm. I consider myself spiritually agnostic, maybe. Like, oh, gotcha. I believe that some. I don't necessarily believe, but I'm like, I'm open to the idea. There's of something something's out there, out there right? There's but I don't know what it madness. is. I don't, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But gotcha, gotcha. So, <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Nice. Twinkies or Ding Dongs? Uh, it's been a long time since I've had either of them. I'm gonna go Ding Dong just because I like chocolate. <laughs> uh, uh, Bill and Ted or Beavis and Butthead? Oh, shit. That's tough. I'm gonna go... I gotta go Beavis and Butthead, honestly. Yeah, I did just watch the new Bill and Ted, and uh, it was just about as bad as I expected them. Oh, but, yeah, well, there's not <laughs> much you can get no, out of that. No. I mean, it wasn't awful. Awful, but, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> sleep all day or sleep all night? <clears throat> all day, probably. Yeah. I love being on graveyard shift. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee or Red Bull? Uh, neither. Monster, low carb. Nice. Absolutely zero. That's the one, actually. But Take risks or pay, play it safe? Take risks. Okay. Indiana Jones or Laura Croft? <laughs> is a boob issue coming is in? Boob is, boob is, that's exactly right. Like, <laughs> oh, Angelina oh. Jolie, man. <laughs> Different oh, types of adventures. Damn it. <laughs> damn it. Uh, I could go either way. Okay. Uh, immortality or wealth? <laughs> I think if I had the immortality, the wealth would also come with that. By that time. Yeah, that's true. John Wick or John McClane? John Wick. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to be in a conundrum with that one. Nope. Uh, I mean, Tom McClane, don't get me wrong, badass, but John Wick just gets it done. <laughs> yeah, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he just gets to the point. He doesn't play around. Baba Yaga. Uh, T-shirts or button-downs? T-shirts. Musical movies? That's stuff. I'm going to go music. Yeah. Because I can do music anywhere. It's hard yeah, to watch true. a movie yeah, while you're driving. Yeah, on that one, too. <laughs> Cake or pie? Um, I'm gonna go pie. All right, because like I can I can get down on pretty much any pie, but cake I'm a little more specific. Yeah, I'm probably more. Of a I'm, guy. I'm too bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> my, my, my diabetes indicates that I I'm open. Yeah, my, my blood pressure is the same. <laughs> uh, long love or short lust? My longest relationship has been six months. No, that's not true. In fifth grade, it was the whole school year. Um. I've always been a hopeless romantic, but I've never really had a long relationship yeah. within six months, so I don't have an answer for that. Okay. Chaos or calm? <clears throat> I prefer calm, but I, I can handle chaos very well. <laughs> Dirty jokes or clean stories? Dirty jokes. <laughs> Jeans or sweats? Jeans. Well, not actually neither. I never wear sweats, and I haven't worn my grandma dramatized me on jeans. So, so I wear BDUs. It's my predominant <laughs> pantaloons of choice. Your, uh, of, of a, your dominant style of attire. Uh, let's see. Jurassic Park or Godzilla? Uh, Jurassic Park. Okay. Hands down. I've seen that movie more than any well, seen that movie in the theater more than any other movie. All right. Intelligence or muscles? Intelligence. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Skittles or Reese's Pieces? Uh, 
Skittles. And then, uh, real quick, how, how did you become a cat person? Because, I mean, you're, you know, six, two, I mean, you're big. I mean, I'm an animal dude. person. I like all animals. The thing about cats is they're a lot more hands-off. I don't have to walk them. So they're just uh, independent. Yeah, and especially with, Less maintenance. with my job. Like, <laughs> you know, I can leave my cat alone for a week if I need to. If my sister comes by and feeds her, make sure she's not dead, whatever. But, like, dogs are just more maintenance. And I love, I love them. But, you know, yeah. if, if, <laughs> I, and I grew up with bulls, so I mean, we always had cats and we sometimes had dogs. Nice. All right, cool. And I listened to one of your episodes, and <laughs> this is so funny to me. Uh, and I'm going to ask the question. So how many nipples have you pinched? <laughs> in, real life, in real life or in my brain or mine? Um, oh, the nipple pincher. I forgot all about that uh, <laughs> not as many as i'd like okay okay <laughs> okay and 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 lastly uh, I, I listened to this segment too when you're an uber driver uh about the uh the the, the naked quote-unquote supposedly could have been female escort <laughs> was that the, the wildest likelihood what was that the wildest adventure you had because i used to be an uber lift driver and i was never the had naked. anything like that that happened that was definitely the most naked uh, definitely uncomfortable comfortable kind of like you said it, it kind of that's the one where you said the shock value yeah. like no shock advice i had Should to take that in stride seat. you don't see that every day <sighs> but um <laughs> I mean, I, I had, uh, there was there was one trip I had where I picked up this group of four from downtown, and we were going up to Thornton, north side of Thornton, like 120th or something, and it was a girl, her boyfriend, her boyfriend's brother, and then in the front seat was, like, their friend, and it was his Uber account, so he sat up front, and the girl was in the back seat, back passenger seat, and her boyfriend was in the middle, and the boyfriend's brother was right behind me, and they're all talking, this is like... This was right around last call, okay. and so they're drunk. They're drunk. So this is like which two, was most of my business anyway. Two p.m. Anyway. Two thirty ish a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they're they're hammered, whatever. We're going, and they're talking to each other, having a grand old time. And the boyfriend is showing his brother pictures of a girl that he quote unquote used to be friends with, but it was boob pictures of this right. girl. And she's like, why do you have pictures yeah, of this chick you're just is... friends with right. your boobs in your phone? And she he's like, Well, you know, we were just friends. She's like, Were you guys fucking where you at? And she was losing her shit, right? And he's like, No. She's like, well who else just has friends of their boobs or pictures yeah. of their yeah, friends' yeah, boobs yeah, on I his don't. phone? So she's losing <laughs> her mind, right? And he's like, why are you freaking out? And she's like, do you, you don't even have pictures of my boobs in your phone. Right. And so he's like, I don't understand why you're getting mad. So she's like, sir. So she taps me on the shoulder and we're at a stoplight. And I turned and I was like, yeah. And she's like, do you like my boobs? And I was like, okay. Those, those, those are nice. You know? right, right. Thank you for that. I just said, thank you. Keep it professional. Turn around, start driving. And they get in, they continue this fight. And it's super awkward. The guy in the front seat, he's on his own phone. Like, he's just, he's, just, yeah, he's literally it. making phone calls yeah, to try and like, find somebody got, to yeah, come yeah, to yeah, his yeah. house. He's like, looking for the, he's calling girls in alphabetical order. <laughs> and they're arguing in the back. He's like, hey, Samantha, what are you doing? I'm on my way home. And I was like, this is, this is so weird. So we pull into their apartment complex and there's a stop. And it's, you turn left or right, it's right in front of the clubhouse. 
As soon as we hit that stop sign, she is so mad, she bolts out the door and just takes off running. What? And I was like, uh, uh do we want to wait here? Or what are, yeah, what's going on? And the guy's like, no, I think we just broke up, man. I think uh, we're just good to go around the corner, take a left here and whatever. So went down around the complex and dropped them off. <laughs> I was like, okay, oh, See, here's the thing that people don't understand, because I've done Uber for <clears throat> at least anywhere in that four or five year span. No matter what happens, like you, you, you have to understand as much as you may want to say something, as much as you're in your own little world, because you're in your own automobile and you're. Those five stars in their comments are life for you. Even if they're wrong, even if they're doing something that's just way off the reservation, you have to remain professional as much as it kills you. Uber and Lyft will just turn you off (laughs) for any little thing. So I've had people bring their pets and like, in the back of my car that I had to take an hour to clean up getting Gabe paid for it I had people leave their trash from when they got off the BIA because they're just tired and they just leave trash stuffed under my seat and then another person gets in and that kills my star rating because they're like hey do you know you got charge under here and I'm like so I've learned if you're out there and I respect that I love you guys that are doing Uber and Lyft, if it's your main hustle, your side hustle or whatever, man, sometimes you got to bite the bullet and it's like calling 911. If you got an issue as soon as they get out of your vehicle, be the first one to raise the flag or you're going to be the villain. So anyway, we're going to wrap this up. James, appreciate you coming by and hanging out with us for a Sunday fun day. Of course, Sunny will be back next week, the Pink Ninja. I hope she's uh, resting up and, and feeling better. She's a little bit under the weather. Otherwise, so most likely, hopefully, maybe James will have this for all you guys that follow him on his Death Metal Disco podcast because I enjoy rambling as much as he does. So we've been rambling for about almost two and a half hours, which has been awesome on a Sunday. There's not much else to do. But um, we'll definitely have him back, whatever, because I, I definitely wanted to, uh, oh, if yeah, you'd man. like to have him come back, we definitely talk more about entertainment, I think. Uh, yeah, we could talk. We yeah, have yeah, talked movies yeah. for hours. Yeah, before. dude, I, we, I love doing that. I think I might even create another podcast just to, just to talk about that stuff because it's awesome. Just create a subsection. Yeah, just like, a subsection. Yeah, we'll do that. That was my plan, too, for mine. It was like, if I have specific, but today I'm going to talk about death metal, I'll have like an episode title of dude. Just, like whatever. But hey, if you're in, I'm, I'm down I'm to do that or I'll, yeah. I'll stop by your house or whatever. We can we can chop it up about that. So, uh, hey, where can they find your band at? Uh, Empyrean Eclipse. It's E-M-P-Y-R-E-A-N space Eclipse. Uh, I can't remember what the hell our Instagram and Twitter and all that crap is, but if you just Google it, you should be able to find it. If you're looking for audio, it's EmpyreanEclipse.bandcamp.com. And they're uh, on Spotify as well. They're on Spotify, on. iTunes, yeah. all that good shit. Yeah, YouTube. they got some kick-ass, because like, I was listening to a couple of, of, the, of, of tracks that you had. Um, it's with a circle or whatever. It's like a white background or so in a circle. There's one song up there. Looks like an eclipse. Yeah, and it's got the and it's got like a long kind of intro to it, and then the, and then like the vocal start. That 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 song is sick. I can't remember the name of it. But that song uh, is sick. Piece of plate. That might yeah, be the first yeah, one off that, our last. That song is yeah. sick. I was like, yo, this yeah, is we, great. We got merchandise up there. We got a store on Teespring. If you find us on Facebook, uh, you'll get links to the Bandcamp site, which has our 
music for purchase and some shirts and stuff like I can ship them but then for hoodies and whatnot uh, Teespring we have because that we don't have to pay any out-of-pocket costs. Hey, I make them. I'm a t-shirt and hoodie fiend so if you have like an XL laying around or so I do. maybe I yeah. probably do I have one that'll have Black, just like pattern yeah, this yeah. just the logo with the yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not picking. That wasn't awkward at all. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you're a boob man, not awkward uh, at all. Boobs <laughs> uh, for life. So, on the voiceover side of the house, how can they get in contact with you if they were thinking about employing you for some you uh, know, voice talent? My website is www.cummingsvo.com. C u m m i n g s v o dot com. Uh, that's the best way to hit me up. Easiest way. Uh, Twitter is. At voice of Big James, I probably should have. I should just know these things, but I don't. Uh, yeah, it's so many handles after a it while. Really it really is because I couldn't get them to match up. They're taken because I yeah, that's what it sucks. Uh, Instagram is James underscore Cummings underscore Vo. Uh, that's it. Awesome, awesome. And then what about your podcast? Oh yeah, uh, podcast <laughs> Death Metal Disco. Um, at on Twitter, it's at Death Disco Pod. Instagram is at Death Metal Disco Pod, maybe. I think if you just search for it, you'll if find you search it. for Death Metal Disco, it's you'll on find it. Yeah. Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google, all the you all the podcast yeah. stuff. So if you're looking for it on Instagram or or you know on uh, Anchor FM, you'll see it's got like a it's black and white. It's got some trees in the background, and then you'll see in red Death Metal Disco. And yeah, that's it. So that'll be changing sometime soon. I'm gonna yeah. actually get the custom stuff done. So. Yeah, hey, I, I might have to talk to you about that. I want to get, get some refreshing going on myself. So yeah, I got, I got a guy. He just jumped off of social media for a while, but he does really 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 good work like he does all kinds of like standard graphic design video production yeah. stuff um reasonable rates like i think for the band uh we want to use it too when we get around to making some video stuff yeah. uh we just since we don't we're not all together it's yeah, just it's like, <laughs> hard yeah. to do right right so yeah man james appreciate you coming out uh, oh, yeah, coming man. out uh we'll definitely uh we'll definitely have to do the the music and entertainment segment yeah, like I'm you down. said because I'm, I'm, I'm down for that I'm, I'm a super nerd when it comes to that Otherwise, guys, we are going to wrap this up. This is the end of the metal in you. And, of course, you're going to hear some different music in the background um, from Appearing Eclipse as well. And like I said, he's giving you all the handles. So if you want to reach out to them, uh, get in contact with their band because they're they're very kick-ass and it'll just really bring some beautiful violence to your life. You can definitely listen to them <laughs> as well. No, I'm not saying, you know, go out and beat people up, but it's kind of that kind of ass-kicking music to express your, your inner angst, too. It'll help you work yourself out. Right. It's therapy. I'll say that. It's therapy. Definitely and, helps me, man. I'm not joking, but doing the vocals, <laughs> like, when we practice, we practice for a couple hours. And it's only one day a week. But you're kind of spent from that, though. It's exhausting. And I'm like our drummer. Like, I can't imagine playing drums for that fellow because that's... Because it's just that high, brutal, brutal. But they're like screaming for two hours. Yeah, that'll that'll take your woes away pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So uh, throughout this podcast, you'll hear a couple of, of of his tunes and whatnot. So you guys can listen to that. And also, hopefully, he'll probably have uh, this podcast on 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 his on. I mean, this episode on his podcast as well. Other than that, you know who I am. I'm Rock on Richie. I am representing Sunny Bunny, which is the Pink Ninja. Like I said, she's under the weather. And we will be back next week with another episode for you guys. So you guys take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Later.
broadcast system. This is not a test. Repeat. The Power in You podcast is hosted by Rock On Richie and Sunny Bunny. The CGI digital art is produced by Anthony at True Designs Vinyl on Instagram. The voiceover narration is done by James Cummings at James underscore Cummings underscore BO on Instagram. The Power in You podcast is executively produced by A1 Productions. Please contact us at tpowerinyou at gmail.com for any business inquiries.